Welcome to episode 25 of the Brand Social Podcast. Today we're having a catch up with Jack from Modern Streets. Enjoy the show. Recording in progress. Can you just give me a give me a second? My uh, my headphones are trying to connect to something else other than this computer. Just let me go and check what's turned on. I'm turned on. What's <laughs> <laughs> my fucking laptop on it? Oh, the porn was playing. Hang on. Hang on. Gonna, oh, you stupid cunt. <laughs> you talking to Get me? <laughs> No, it's talking to my headphones. Connect now, you stupid gun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to pull this blind because although you can't see through it, why? So, listeners, I, I, I left the room because uh, my headphones weren't working. And uh, for some reason, when I work, walked out, mm. I uh, turned the light off and left Pav in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's nothing. There's nothing like a visual gag for a, po- a podcast. <laughs> Why <laughs> the fuck just, did I do that? that I'm just gonna uh... I'm just gonna disconnect myself a second, was it? Put it back in. Put it back. <laughs> right, you see the white just adds a little bit more reflection. Uh... What, are you, what are you laughing at now? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just doing another monologue to the listener. Oh, we? Yeah. I, I just said, I just said, put it back in. <laughs> Hold on, I'm struggling to get these. Let me do my headphones, then do my glass. What I normally do. No, this is quality content, this mate. Mate, mate, <laughs> mate. It's basically fucking Joe Rogan. Hold on. <laughs> oh. oh, do you know what I look like? Like that? I just realised what I look like. A cunt. No, well, yeah, but do you remember that? Um, do you remember that, uh, that PlayStation bit. game, Parappa the Rapper? Uh-huh. Do, you remember, do you remember Parappa the Rapper? I just think you look like an older version of the members of N Dubs. N Dubs. I'm probably the same age as N Dubs. What? No, what? You probably are to be fair. <laughs> do, you, do you remember Parappa the Rapper? Mm. Oh, hold on, let me find him. Listener, if you if you know who Parappa the Rapper is, um. Then put in the comments below. It was a game on the PlayStation. Oh, I don't know why uh, this didn't work. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. No. I don't know that. Well, you're wrong. It's basically twins. I'm basically a cartoon dog now. No, I'm just saying I, I don't know what it is. Oh, right. But you agree I look like him? Yeah, you both look like tits. Nice. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, oh, oh kimchi. <laughs> oh, we've got an excited one this week, listeners. Listener, sorry. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've um. We've. Uh, 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 we're recording backwards. This one. <laughs> yeah. No. We um. I think. I brought it up before about getting Jack back on at some point mm. from a uh, good old Jack, not Uncle Jack, but Jack. No, different from, Jack. Uh, 
modern streets um, because his business has gone in a well, it's gone in a very different way to 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 when we spoke to him. I mean, for for the listeners who haven't listened from the very start and haven't listened to the first few yeah, episodes, first of all, why haven't you all of the yeah. episodes? <laughs> um, Jack was our very very first guest. Um, and he's come on leaps and bounds since. And now he's um, going to be our last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is it. This is the end. Um, no, I mean, it, he's gone in an incredibly different way. He's, you know, a, a lot of the guests that we've spoken to since, I mean, since you've come on, have mm. all talked about like the physical kind of location thing. And that's their dream. And they want to connect with people and stuff. And Jack's gone and fucking done it. Yeah. Um. So it's more of a, this isn't, necessarily going to be a how did you get started tell us about you you know our no. usual kind of questions um it is just a, a catch-up with jack essentially you look like you're going to kill someone <laughs> and i've been waiting for you <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's gonna be a nice little catch-up it's gonna be a, a pre um print man promotion conflab Hmm. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But um no, How's we've your been, day uh... been anyway. Oh. That good. <laughs> to, be, to, to be honest, I don't want to moan about my day because every time I come on this podcast, I must just sound like such a miserable twat. No, you just sound northern. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't. I, I don't do enough moaning about the Tories, though. To be fair, so we're not. We don't. We don't get that political, really, do we? We're pretty good like that. No, I think I might have done once or twice, but yeah. yeah. Um, it's yeah, okay it's, to moan, though. Moaning's fine. I know. I know. But it, 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 it's been okay. Um, a frustrating day um, is what I would say. Um, Specialist ink problems. Yeah. Um, if there there are any uh, printers out there that are listening uh, to this podcast, and you are an expert in specialist inks, i.e., metallics, shit like that, please get in touch because I'd love to have a chat with you. Um, I fucking hate the stuff, um, and I'm considering just vetoing it um, on my studio, basically. <laughs> Did you, did you did you pop down and try and get them cured in the other drawer? Uh, no, I, I just didn't get around to it. No, Sammy, Sammy, my my uh, my ten month old or eleven month old working cocker spaniel had the uh, snip today. Um, He's just a spaniel him, now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, him coupled with Ellis being ill was uh, quite intense for Nick's, so I came home and helped out. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll take him in with me tomorrow. Um, I mean, it's it's water based. It's you know, it's fine. Um, but if that doesn't work, then I am going to be <laughs> basically going to the ink manufacturer and saying you are fucking paying for these replacements because mm. your ink is a load of bollocks. Um, but anyway, anyway, we both we, had we, garment we... problem or printing problems this week, haven't we? You've had that. Mm. I've had me poly burn. Mm. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know what's really weird about that? Uh, listen, I had a I had an issue with um, a garment I hadn't printed on before, and believe the was issue this the, is that the soles soles stuff. The t-shirt was soles, and the hoodies yeah. were Audis Ecologies. Right. 
Okay. Um, I've not printed them before. T-shirt's absolutely fine, no problems at all. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, I had these like bleach patches show up, and I don't have anything even approaching bleach in my studio. Um, I'm very, very fastidious about keeping it tidy and clean and everything, and I don't have any of that nonsense in there. Um, so we've come to the conclusion that I must have overflashed it, and it's sublimated the um, the dye out of the out of the garment. Hmm. I didn't I didn't tell you this bit of it though, but I checked them all when they came out of the dryer, and they're all fine. And it was only like twenty minutes, half an hour later that oh, it showed really? up. Yeah, yeah. Which oh, is so that what, is sublimation. Yeah, which is makes me what I, I think that I because I, I, what I was telling you about when it happened to us, that was scorching. Yeah, that was like you saw well, it after the flash. Yeah, well, these are like I've scorched things before, and obviously you get like they go sort of either brittle or they get like that really stiff yeah, text. Yeah. It's completely soft. It's completely soft. There's no like, there's no burn texture at all. I think it's just, a hot, there's been a hot spot somewhere and yeah, it is, yeah. and it is like sublimated the, 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 the it may even be coupled with a poorly dyed garment because it's not just on is, there. It's air are, are other the, areas. Um, those Audi's ecology ones, are they made with recycled poly? I believe they are. Hmm. So I think that, I think that's hard. I don't think they take dye as well. I think that's mm. what it is. And there's because there are well, areas. Also, if it's recycled polyester, mm. it's not come from one. No, exactly. Presumably, has it? So, it's, no. Yeah. I mean, is they're it, put, I mean, they're very cozy looking hoodies, and they're probably mm. now I know how to how to treat them. Just no heat whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. there were like patches on like near just, the head, blow on them, just <laughs> get some asthma, asthma, as as asthma. To be fair, I'll sound like fucking Muttley when I laughed at laugh at the best of times. So. You do, oh, you do sound a bit like Muttley, don't you? I sound like a cackling witch. <laughs> just realised I haven't got my pen. I used a pen to write Joanna Valentine's card. Let me go grab my pen, listener. Is it up your bottom? It might be. Bear with me one second. This is going to sound weird, but I have a pen that I use specifically for the podcast. Do you feel Um, better? Yeah. I need to have the pod pen. The pen for the pod. All right. Keep it in a special place. I do. It's just my special pod pen. Good shit. Um... Yeah, what have, what have we been talking about? I know we, we haven't really spoken about rewind um, on the last couple of episodes. Have no, we? we've been. Um, I think we've we've both had a, a lot going on. Um, yeah, yeah. So we're putting as I much energy like, into rewind as we can, but you can't do everything all at once, can you? No, of course not. And it's not it's not about us uh, getting it out as quickly as possible. It's we we were very conscious, I think, to be taking our time with it and all that, haven't we? So. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. We, we have were, got um... a time frame. Yeah. No, Darcy Darcy decided to ask me if I'd be interested in printing the um the uh <laughs> <laughs> packaging for it after I'd sequestered my um my hand bench away into storage to make room for the big press, the big garment press. <laughs> Selfish bastard. I, I I should imagine at some point we will get onto the subject of fitting a business into a small area because um I think Jack's in a, a relatively small shop, mm. isn't he? 
we'll yeah well let's let, let's um save that conversation for the chat with him I'm because gonna, obviously I'm gonna... i i'm in the th the throes of that obviously but it'd be interesting to see how uh how he's done it mm -hmm. um but yeah he uh should be here any minute hopefully any minute now i did send him the zoom dates didn't i <laughs> oh yeah and i don't know did you see the headline for the email that you sent me no did you just reuse the old Zoom details for his episode? No. I put the brand social Modern Streets 2.9. You can cut this bit out. The email uh, title is Ruben Sluz. Oh, is that still coming from there? Look. Oh, I think it must have been because... I've emailed him before, so it's not coming up up like that for new guests because I've emailed my I emailed Inky Cow, like right, okay, I, okay. I sent a file to myself and I never emailed Inky Cow. And it comes through as my name. Okay, I don't, um, I don't, don't bother me. I thought it was interesting. No, no, I know, I know. If I mean, if anybody ever asked, we'd just be like, he's the he's the pod um, uh, personal assistant. I have to I have to tell you this off the record off the recording. Um, Today, when I was with Tom, having a little catch up with him and stuff. Oh, he's, he's waiting. So go on. Okay, he was like, oh, I wonder what the stock levels are for white t shirt on Stanley Stella on Rala. And he looked on Rala, it was like they had something like 210,000 t shirts. Hmm. I, look, I looked at him and I went, That's about the size of order you, you make, isn't it? And he went, I know a guy who's after a bunch of white t-shirts. When you're gone, I'm going to give him a ring. <laughs> so, so if you're after any white Stanley Seller t-shirts, I would recommend you getting them <laughs> within the next week, just in case he goes and buys them all. Oh, well, that's, that's what I was going to say to you really quickly, actually. Um, so you know I had that carpenter flooring guy. Oh yeah. His garments turned up um uh, yesterday. I think they came. Mm. Um, if not the day, no, yesterday. Yeah. And uh, so he went for the Sparker. T-shirts. Mm. I've never seen the sparkers. I've had the fuses and the blasters. Fucking lovely tees. How much they really, piece? really nice tees. Um, I mean, I so he went for a heather grey and then white and black as well. Mm. The heathers I charged him eight quid, um, but they were, I think they were seven oh five. That's not too bad, is it? And then the white were like 520 and the blacks were like 560 so which use, ain't too bad using for rewind really really heavyweight rewind and then yeah potentially i mean it, he ordered large and i was like i'm going to try on a large because i am a large but i just mm. like sizing up um and fucking really nice garments mm. they've got like a really like heavyweight um like hem yeah, I like that. I like that on it. Yeah. I hate when you get heavyweight garments. It feel like it's it? going to go all bendy and shitty and all that. I hate when you get a really a decent t-shirt and it's got a shit like neck on the shit hems yeah. on it. You just think, oh, ruined it mm. completely. Ruined. That's actually one of the main things I like about the build your brand um, blanks is that they've got they they're really good at the the hemming yeah, and the... they're just so fucking big though. It's, yeah, you know. they are big. But anyway, uh, right, I'm going to have a quick wee and I'll let him in. Okay. Now he's gone, listen, I'm gonna tell you a joke. Um man a man goes to a doctor and says, Doctor, I've got a problem. And the doctor says, What's the problem? 
and he goes, I've got a jingly bum. And he goes, all right. So he has to look at his bum. And he pulls out a two-pound coin from the guy's bum. And he goes, oh, there's another one in there. So he pulls out another two-pound coin. He goes, oh, there's another one in there. So he pulls out another two-pound coin. He's there for an hour and a half. He pulls out 1,998 pounds in two-pound coins. And the doctor goes, well, that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. He goes, oh, I feel much better now. That does explain it. And the man says, the doctor says to the man, what do you mean explain this as well? I want feeling too grand. Hey, hey. That's a good one, isn't it? I can, I can hear you laughing from here, listener. I'm now going to read you a song, read you a story and sing you the song of my people. Some songs are very, very long. This one isn't. Thank you. I just t- <laughs> I just told the just told the listener a joke and sang a song. All oh, right, fair enough. Yeah, it's good. Good shit. I'll I'll um I'll look forward to editing that. Yeah. Anyway, um, Jack is here, so cool. let's get him in. Jack. <laughs> oh. What was that? A fox. Hello, How's, How's it going? going? I'm good. Are you? Yeah, not too bad. You're all bad. you're all vertical. I know. Should I turn it round? Am I breaking the system? <laughs> I think you might be. Can you yeah, turn yeah. it turn it around? Let me see what happens if I do this. Or no. we can or we can all stand like this. Am I the wrong way to am I the wrong way to you as well? No, no, no you're the you're the right way up. You just you're just vertical, your head's all tiny. Oh. Ah uh, man, I don't even remember how you do it. Technology. Oh wait. Hey, there, there we go. go. Hey. Oh, let me give it a spin. How are you doing that? Wait. Is it a special camera? I'm on a gimbal. Yeah. I, I, I'm no wonder you're smiling. <laughs> I've got you on a phone gimbal. So, yeah. Oh, very so, cool. Very, very professional. It's, it's so, I suppose you, you, you do the photography and stuff. So it makes sense that you're, you're gimbaled. Yeah, I just like I just like buying toys to be honest, and that sounds just as dodgy. Um, but wasn't that the name of one of the the dudes in Lord of the Rings, Gimbal? Gimli. Oh, Gimli, Gimli. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. that's close. close. Very close. Very yeah. close. He might as well be called Gimbal. <laughs> Gimbal the dwarf. Gimbal the dwarf. That's a great oh. name. It's a great dwarf name. It is. It is. Gimbal was, and egg, egg was, Jack, do you remember um per, the PlayStation game Parappa the Rapper? Yes, I do. Yeah, just about. Don't I look like Parappa the Rapper? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We've got a straw poll of two people, one of them being me, and two two thirds of people on this podcast think I look like Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, I didn't get the beanie memo as well. Oh yeah, but you have yeah, such you have you have lovely hair. So like when, yeah. when I'd never make you wear a hat to cover that up. Fair I, enough. I, I haven't got Fair any. But I've got an incredibly wide centre parting. I, I I feel left out because I'm not wearing glasses. So oh, there is that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we we we're almost a perfect game of guess who. Yes. <laughs> two hats, two beards, two glasses. Yeah. Two black, two black tops. Yeah. Oh, this is this is a dream, absolute <laughs> dream. 
Oh, how's things anyway, mate? How's your week been? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I've, um, I was meant to have a few days off from being in the shop, and then I found myself in the shop yesterday doing stuff, despite meant to be be off. But um, I did a release on Valentine's Day, and I kind of just pre-printed some of the stuff, thinking, mm. ah, you know, releases can sometimes be a bit of a flop and a bit of a failure. Um, it hit the site at midnight, and then when I woke up, most of the popular sizes are gone. <laughs> and I was Jeez. like, oh. yeah, so I was like, ah, crap, okay. Um, Is this your serial killer one? Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of went into the shop yesterday to pack orders and, and put some of it to print because I didn't print enough. Um, so I then sort of had to pre-print and then reprint and, yeah, got there in the end. But, um, yeah, I had a huge bag of Royal Mail sack thing to go to the post this morning. Um, so I found myself going in on my day off and I'm, I've been off today, but I'm back in the shop now, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So, so that's been yeah. a very a very popular release. I mean, there was a lot of hype building for that, wasn't there? I was following that one and it seems to, people were desperate for it to come out, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've kind of found recently that I've fallen out of sort of sync a little bit with releasing things and I've just been, oh, here it is, it's online. Like, here it is, mm. there you go. And mm. in the past, I always treated any release like a musician would. You've got to kind of tease it a little bit. You've got to show some behind the scenes a little bit. You've got to kind of like just drip feed up to the release of something, you know, so little snippets here and there. Um, and I found doing that again with this one, doing a photo shoot, doing some behind the scenes during the photo shoot, shooting kind of reels, you know, purposely using this little phone gimbal and, and using my phone just to show people wearing it, whether they're just walking mm. or I'm just moving around them with the camera. Um, even that is, is kind of, again, showing people kind of wearing it physically in video format where they just turn around on the spot. I think all that sort of stuff combined with a design that I think appeals to the, the kind of the audience that I'm aiming for. So the kind of like punk rock emo-y kids, they do like the true crime stuff as well. And I feel like it's a good kind of tongue in cheek design that goes well with that as well. Yeah, yeah it is really cool. What what I liked about it is, as well, um, the, the listeners need to go and look at this design. It's a really, really... From, to my mind, left a field color palette for it, and, yeah. but it works so well. Like it's it's got like a, it's like a pastel-y sort of. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, there's something about it that just works really, really well. It's a really, really slick looking design. Yeah, yeah, and and at the moment, I'm kind of faced with this mindset of when I do new designs, like the color and and the message is kind of gotta be like up there because when I've done stuff that's more understated in a shop of designs that are so vibrant mm. they just don't stand a chance of standing out the same way mm. and I've noticed yeah. that like things that have been slower to sell are typically because they've not got as much color or the design isn't as wild so I'm kind of finding what the audience wants just through trial and error and, and failure to some extent where some designs that I like just haven't done as well because when you stack them against other things they don't they don't sort of stack up as well not that it's bad it's just not mm. as shiny as something else and people are yeah, naturally I mean, drawn to the bold 
vibrant design. We've, we've spoken to, I mean, a, a, the lot of the brands that we've spoken to have kind of gotten to the subject of like design and stuff. And it's like, you can, like, you personally can think like this design is going to fucking sell. This is going to do really well. And then it doesn't. And it's like, yeah, it can be a bit gutting sometimes, but I think yeah, um, yeah. We'll, we'll obviously get onto the shop and kind of like the transition you've made from kind of more e-com to the physical location and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I suppose you're in a different kind of setting now. Um, I mean, obviously you're in a different setting now where it's like, we've got, the, I guess, like the luxury of just going, oh, we're just going to release some stuff on the store. If it sells, like we don't have to print it. We can do it as print. Yeah, it's yeah. not taking up any space. It's just on, on a website. But it's like, yeah. if you print shit, you've got to display it somewhere. And it's like, I imagine that's a real challenge. But um, yeah, as, as I mean, let's get on to it then, shall we? How's uh, how, how's the shop been going? Talk us, uh, talk us through the... Uh, the journey so far because obviously i mean we yeah. had you on uh, as our very very first guest um yeah yeah a while ago so yeah tell yeah. us what's been, uh, so what's been happening yeah so obviously you guys probably know from like episode one i, I started printing in the room i'm in now um just doing t-shirts and then expanded into like a guest bedroom in the house like a spur larger room having this little office um to bring in like hoodies and more more lines and then I found it was just taking up too much of the house because it was spilling into like hallways and just all that sort of stuff. So I then moved over to like a little business park, like a five minute drive away from where I live. And then I went down to Camden uh, markets last year and I was watching a band and exploring Camden at the time. And I got so jealous of all these little boutique shops and these cool little units and things. Um, and then fast forward a couple of months later when I was in Manchester in Affleck's, which is kind of like three three floors of just alternative stores and outlets and independent sort of traders, um, like a very small version of Camden, but within one building with a lot of character. Um, and I saw this unit being emptied and I was just like, oh, do I investigate it? Do I ask them what the deal is? Um, so I literally rang the Affleck phone number while stood outside the unit and was like, I can see a unit's being emptied. Like, what's the deal? And they were sort of like, just go on the website, fill the form out. We'll get back to you and keep you posted. I must've waited maybe two or three days before I rang them again. <laughs> and I was like, just, check, <laughs> just checking you got the form. And they were like, yeah, yeah, it's probably come through. Like, you know, we'll, we'll keep in touch. And then I waited about another two days and I didn't hear from them, so I rang them again. And I was like, look, this is just me like investigating if I could even afford to be in here. So like, put me at my misery. Let me know roughly what it costs to be there. I said, because at least then I get a sense of, am I just losing sleep over a pipe dream or could it be something that's possible? Yeah. So they sent me a price over and I was like, you know what? It was like, four times the rent cost I was paying in this little business park. Um, but I was like, it could still be doable. It could still be worth a punt. Um, so I honed them some more <laughs> until they basically said, come on in and get a coffee. Let's have a chat. I went in, took my iPad and showed them the website and talked them through what the brand's about and what I kind of envisioned a shop looking like. Um, and then within a couple of weeks, they were like, you know what? yeah, we think you'll be a good addition to the building. Um, let us show you around the other spaces that are open up at around the same time and see which one would best be suited for you. Um, but ultimately, 
my mind and my heart was set on this particular one that I'd seen um, just because it, I kind of felt like it was it needed more space um, than some of the other ones offered. Uh, they walked me around and I was just like, yeah, the bigger one, it has to be the, the bigger one. And it's not huge, don't get me wrong. Like I'll walk through the shopping centre in, in Manchester called the Arndale and I'll go past Superdry, which, you know, you see the size of the Superdry stores. Yeah. They're massive. It's like a warehouse within a building. And I'll stand outside of that and think, God, if I had to fill that, it'd be like a T-shirt on every table and that'll be it. Like I couldn't possibly fill yeah. the entire store. Um especially when printing things myself, but uh, this little sort of shop I've got is, is turned into this little cool, little cool boutique with, you know, with some character and we've kind of put like skate decks on the ceiling that um, customers had signed little pictures on and signatures oh, on. Cool. We've got those up on the ceiling from when we first opened up. Um, there's some really cool artwork at the back of the shop from a company called He Creative. I'm not sure if it's He Creative or H-E Creative based down in Bournemouth. They do some really cool punk prints. So I've got one, which is like a, an Alkaline Trio one, a Paramore one, a couple of Blink ones and a Ranted one. And they get a lot of attention at the back of the store, but they just add to the aesthetic. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's kind of, yeah, I kind of feel like we've really made it into this little cool boutique within Athletics. It doesn't feel overly crowded. It's still quite spacious for people to explore and, and see the designs. And hopefully next week, touch wood, there's been some delays, but I have like a custom printed arcade machine turning up as well yeah, so, we like, yeah, so we can have amazing. like games in there and a little drinks fridge and yeah just trying to make it into more of a more of a shopping experience for people to come into the shop and go like oh yeah we can come mm. in and, and 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 even then like the games and the drinks it's more if people are spending a certain amount are they just really interested in the story of the brand and we're chatting i'd rather tell, I'd just be like here just go and throw some money and have some games like and I just, you know, grab yourself a drink for free. Um, they're not really there as like selling materials because even though it's like a pay to play machine, it's going to be more just me giving people money <laughs> to go and play it because yeah, it's, yeah. ultimately the money goes in and comes back out to me anyway. But it's mm. more about when people are leaving, they're going, yeah, I enjoyed the experience of shopping there. It wasn't just yeah. give us your money and get out. Like next, next. It's not about that. It's about talking people through the designs and they can see me printing from behind the counter because I literally have the heat press by the till area. So I'm, mm. I'm printing stuff in front of people because it's such a small space. I, I couldn't be anywhere else printing anyway, because I need to be available to serve and to print at the same time. Yeah. Um, so ultimately it's very much a kind of DIY and all eyes on everything that's happening sort of approach. Yeah, but it's, it's a really, what obviously it was a, a, a conscious decision, but a very, very wise decision. Two things you've done there, in my opinion. Firstly, having your method of printing on display yeah. to draw people in to go, what the fuck's that? What's she doing back there? And then like, yeah, yeah, yeah seeing a little bit of how the sausage is made is a, is a great thing then also you said about having those those art pieces on the wall if someone's walking past presumably they can can they see into the back and see those bits yeah just about yeah yeah so it's like if you've got so if something's at the back of a shop and you find it interesting you want to go and see it you have to walk all the way through that shop yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's a simple it's, it's a footfall thing isn't it so there's two yeah. really really very smart decisions that i think you've made there yeah. So yeah, and even then, like the artwork, sorry, that's on the wall isn't really obvious what it is unless you know what it is. Mm -hmm. So it looks kind of cool. So like one of them is called First Date and you've got these kind of like really 
just cool illustrated images that go with the title of the song First Date. But, and then there's another one that says Stay Together for the Kids, and it's like it's man and wife with his heart and things. But if you know that they're Blink-182 titles, mm. you're like, ah, oh, that's a Blink thing. But if you don't, it's just cool artwork. So again, it speaks to those that it's really sort of draws in as well, which is a nice touch as well. So when, uh, this is 25 episodes ago, um, yes. when you came on, you talked to us about the idea of a shop and how you had this really cool idea to almost do it like a like a pizza takeaway. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. where's yeah. that kind of idea not gone, but kind of what kind of what of the I guess the challenge has been in kind of launching a shop and kind of what direction has that taken the the actual physical store in because obviously when we spoke about that it was kind of like oh yeah people are going to have like pages and it's like this is when your order's ready and stuff like you know yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. it's kind yeah. of I'm, I'm just really curious to find out like what your actual journey into like the physical world was sort of thing yeah I think ultimately the shop sort of format and styling was a little bit dictated from the shape of the unit that I'm in um even though I still look at it sometimes and now I think I could have probably done something like that assuming that I brought everything forward from where I have now because my shop's kind of like long and thin <laughs> innuendos um <laughs> it's like a long and thin sort of setup um and ultimately like one side has some glass windows so all down one side a lot of rails are down one side and a lot of the displays are down that side of the window so that when you walk okay. past, you see a lot of that from that side. Um, yeah, I still feel like I could have done it, but ultimately I think it's just managing like when it's busy and things like that and how many people would be working there. Are they able to print stuff effectively? Um, because at the moment having like two people in the shop, it doesn't really work doesn't really warrant it like if I'm printing behind the counter like I was just today I went in alongside um Shan who's now joined the team doing three days a week um but like I had to sort of like kick on the other side of the counter for me to be able to print everything because I've got the garments out the this sort of the transfers out I've got the neck and sleeve labels out I've got the laptop open so I can see what I'm doing um you've got like the Teflon sheets you've got like the ruler to make sure things are lined up so I, I kind of need this little space that I've got I need it all yeah. when I'm working so like to have two of you it isn't really that viable really and it's not as if you know we're in this like super 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 busy spot anyway you know you, you get times when it's busy but there's times when you think you just wouldn't need two people in it's always manageable with one because of the size of the store that we're in mm. um but i think if i did that idea i think it would be managing kind of like you'd be printing a lot your focus would just be constantly on printing because you're right what do you want let me print it for you right okay we've also got online orders and they need printing but yeah. at the moment I'm kind of ahead of myself because I'm just replenishing stock so like when I go in tomorrow and there's a few online orders to pack I just go and pick it off the rails pack it put it aside and then casually throughout the day I can just print and top things up as and when I need to I don't need to be so focused on like print 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 where if we were just constantly printing to order, that's when I think you'd start fight, feeling the pressure of like people waiting for things and a bit more of a backlog. Mm. And I think also just getting the 
the message across of that's what you do yeah, it's a little yeah. bit harder because if you is walk that, past it sorry go is on. that something that's kind of like still kind of like in the back of your mind that you want to do then or is it kind of like since getting into like a physical store and saying like okay this is going to be difficult or whatever yeah it's a tricky one because as much as i think it's a really great idea i think like aflex itself as a building isn't like prim and proper like there's no fresh plastered walls and there's nothing that it's like it's literally just like someone's come together with no DIY skills and gone, build this building for me. And <laughs> Sounds you like can my go, fucking house, that. Mate, you can go from like, <laughs> the, the ceiling when I was painting the ceiling was like, oh, this is like a bit of wood and then a bit of plaster. And then suddenly it was plastic. I'm like, why have we got plastic? <laughs> it's like nail guns, the equivalent of like backing board from when you're in school, like the plastic backing board for art, just <laughs> to the ceiling. So like, it's just a real like hash job everywhere you look it's really mm. sort of like it's just so much character and just years and years and years because Afflex has been open for 40 years mm, wow. so for 40 years you've had independent traders whether it's been like really punk and goth related stuff through to sort of like pride there's like a great pride store in there there's just all sorts of stuff there's her dresses in there there's just the weirdest and wackiest things you can find in Afflex. Is, um, is it independently owned then the building or is it like by it, the council stuff uh so it's a company called um bruntwood that own it and they've got a few different developments around manchester um, it sounds like they curate what's in there though because when they said they you said earlier that's more uh, why i was asking it's not like when you go to the council it's like oh can you afford it yeah here's the space sort of thing rather than them going oh we let's see if you're right for us sort of thing yeah no they're, they're very much aware of like what they want coming through um right. it's all done on licensing agreements which is why you don't have to pay business rates and why you don't have to pay like you know, oh, the business right. rates are all included um the vat is all sort of thrown into your price but you're not having to you know speak to the council about paying like sort of council yeah, yeah. rates of stuff it's all done through licensing so they want to make sure that what they've got in the suits the place as well um you know mm. they're not wanting people to come in there and start selling like just totally left-wing off-the-cuff stuff when it's meant to be more independent and alternative um so yeah it kind of keeps a little bit of its of its heritage really um up for you know 40 years of being there i, I just want to go back to your um your pizza idea that you you said about in the first yes. episode and how you haven't necessarily been able to do that i think there has to be you have to realize the value of that idea though because potentially without that idea a really cool idea of how you would you would run a shop you would yeah. never have had the enthusiasm to go and start a shop yeah so yeah, like although, although you haven't necessarily done it maybe how you'd want to without yeah. that without that right wouldn't it be cool to run like this you maybe wouldn't have gone right well let's put all this effort into doing this and doing that and and it's what, what it's an idea that's like it, it, you may not end up necessarily where that idea were you expecting it to but without it you wouldn't be where you are now yeah, yeah, it definitely kind of fired up the idea of having retail space and and trying to do something very sort of creative with with the approach. Um, and obviously, for those listening for the first time, the original idea was to basically continue the print on demand approach, um, where you'd have just one of ev one of everything on display, and then people say, "I want this one on that garment," and 
you just basically take the order like you want to take away, you you bake it up for them and you hand it over the counter when it's ready is the short term of it. But obviously to kit it out looking like a takeaway would be. Um, yeah. And, and I still like the idea. It's just whether or not it would have worked in that space, really. Not, you don't have to pull through with every idea. That's that's the, that's the thing, particularly as, as, a, as a business owner, you've got to like, as great as an idea as it is, and that is a fantastic idea, doesn't always work for what, for reasons that no. might be out of your control. So be, being yeah. able to go, I mean, you could have stuck to your guns and really gone, right, we're doing this. And you could have hemorrhaged a lot of time and a lot of money making yeah. that happen. And it may not necessarily have been the right decision to make. Yeah, yeah. And obviously keeping things where I print things up and put them on the shelves means that if I need someone to come and cover the shop, for whatever mm. reasons, like so, so obviously in a few weeks time we go down to the the print word thing, whatever mm. it's called. Um, I've got a friend come into the shop to cover that day. He's not employed by me. It's just a friend coming in and helping me out because Shan's running an event herself. Um, but I know that he's not coming in going what. So I have to print stuff for people. It's like that's mm. I can just someone can come in with very little skill other than putting things through the till. And that's all it requires. Where obviously, Perfect. if we were, yeah, if we were doing the print thing, I feel like it would have needed more people involved. And something yeah, so like early on, employees. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And and something so early on, you know, just taking a punt to see if it would even work as a shop, mm. let alone doing this wacky idea of how I, to approach it. I think you. the whole takeaway thing, though, is like I think that's a really scalable idea. Yes. Like, yeah you know if you ever if you're ever in a position where it's like oh, i'm gonna do this and then like you know again if you're ever in a position where it's like i'm gonna open a, a, a second fucking store in manchester yeah. or the surrounding area or whatever i think that's something that's really yeah. scalable like you know but yeah yeah the, the, really the, cool, the thing that works really well with the idea of doing the pizza shop if i ever did it is that it's more of an interactive experience which ultimately in the day and age that we're in people like that because they want to be able to stick it on Instagram and TikTok yeah. and all that type of stuff. So look at the shop that's now become famous in York that sells those little ghost figures. Um, mm. I don't know if you've seen those or not. There's these tiny little ghost figures that are like ceramic ghost figures um, that have become collectible. But the shop in York, like a lot of shops in York, have that sort of like sort of gothic Tudor-esque feel to it. And it went viral on TikTok with someone doing some videos about it. And then literally like weekend when everyone came out, there were people queuing down the streets for hours to get into this shop to buy these little figures because the shop the shop itself is an experience. I think I think you go in there and it's all kind of lit a certain way and it's all displayed a certain way. Um, I haven't actually checked it out. I just know of it because a friend of mine, he went and was like, yeah, these, these little ghost figures are really cool. You can collect them and stuff. And it was because it went viral because of the experience of the shop is not just because of the finished thing that you walk away with, because to be fair, they just look like salt and pepper shakers <laughs> with a ghost face on. Um, I mean, there's, the, 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 there's an important point to take away there about like making something accessible that people will want to take photos of as well. There's, yeah. there, there's a guy on Friendly Rivers opened a shop locally and um, where it is, it's um, it's a very, it's, it's a small little shop uh, yeah. and he sells, sells clothing. And he's got one window and the whole window is full of his, whatever his brightest, nicest items are, which is fair enough. Yeah. But when you're inside, you can't see anything out at all. And I was speaking to him and I was like, 
do you not want like some, something so you can see who's coming or whatever? He's like, no, he said, because where it's positioned, it's positioned next to this really old archway, like super old archways in, in Rye in East Sussex, he wants to go. And it's one of the most photographed parts of Rye. And he's right yeah. next to it. So if anyone takes a photo of it and puts it up, his shop yeah. is always in it. Like always, you can't you can't avoid yeah, it being yeah, in yeah. there. Like it, it's hard. And he said, he said, I, I I can I'm quite happy to miss out on seeing people walk past with their coffee and their dogs or whatever. If if I can get in, you know, hundred extra photos a, a week on Instagram or whatever, and that's yeah, yeah. I never even thought of it that way. It completely flipped my my perspective yeah. when he said that. Yeah, it's quite yeah, yeah. That's it, and I think the shopping experience is a big a big part of it. Like you said, and having people come in and be able to take pictures of things because I have a sign in the shop that says. Um, you can't be punk and be like homophobic, racist, and there's like a list of things at the mm. bottom. It's just not possible because obviously the idea of being punk is to embrace who you are and what you stand for, and you can't really do that if you're going to shun others for doing the exact same thing. Um, and people love taking pictures of that. Now it's not my work, obviously. Again, it's another he creative print, but people like to take pictures of it. Um, mm. I've got I've got a mirror in the shop near the entrance, and again, people sometimes you know jump down, they get a selfie with the friends in front of this mirror. So of course, there's a fucking modern street stuck sticker stuck in the top right corner for that exact reason mm. because people are taking the picture in front of me. I might as well bang my logo up there just because it's more exposure. Do you know what I always yeah. thought would be a cool idea if I had a, if I had a shop is Go to have, have a mirror you could stand up in front of and yeah. then have like a hook on it so you could hang a t-shirt on the on the like whatever t-shirt is the um that yeah. week special and you could stand it there so if someone stands there they can see yeah, yeah what what the or just like a printout <laughs> of the t-shirt they can see exactly what it looks yeah. like I always thought that'd be a really cool thing to do. That's, yeah, that's a great idea. That is you, a have, great idea. You, you can have that one. <laughs> I will. I know for a while that if I tried my DIY skills on screwing a hook into a mirror, it'd be like a million, <laughs> a million bad luck. Because no. I'd be going through mirrors like there's no tomorrow. So like, I've, I've got a good lawyer that can get you two. <laughs> you, use one of those command strips, you sorted, bosh, stick it on there, done. Good point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good point. <laughs> Oh fucking hell! So how how's it been, kind of like working in a limited space then, and in terms uh, of like stock management, moving around, which we've obviously already talked about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, moving from the unit that I was in to what I'm in now, because obviously my print method doesn't require loads and loads of equipment. Um, it was still nice to have more space to do it because I just got into this routine of where everything sat and how things went and garments were laid a certain way. And now I feel like I'm I'm learning now because I've been there since since October when we opened. But initially I was like, I was just tripping over myself all the time. I noticed I was a lot slower at getting anything done. And I feel like I'm, I've found my feet more since. Um, but when I originally moved in, it wasn't, wasn't very easy to be honest um and and obviously my 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 back room in, in, at the shop because i put a small partition in that doubles up as a changing space and my stock around the back <laughs> oh brilliant it's such a small space that you've no choice um so there's a little curtain and then there's literally just like a little bit of like bungee cord that stops people from going between the racking um to divide it but then i've literally just got like two racks on one side 
three racks down the other and that is it there was like kind of just a, the regular 90 by by 40 little racks my shop is as wide as three of those and that's it so like yeah I've kind of got three of those in the back wall um transfers down one and then sort of like sweatpants shorts like all my t-shirts up to 5xl and on the op opposite side we then have like hoodies and jackets on on the other side um but uh, yeah i'm working it and obviously because i'm still replenishing stock myself i'm not having to find space for like 20 t-shirt designs and, and all these yeah. different sizes to keep somewhere i'm just kind of keeping um I use kind of the formula of like two, three, 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 two for sizes. So two smalls, three mediums and so on. So I'm, I'm never holding like loads and loads on the shelves as well. Um, and once it gets down to kind of one in the back end, it's like, right, top it back up to three. And then that's my days basically is just checking the back end and saying, right, that's down to one. So that needs to go back up to three. Um, ordering stuff when I need to. But yeah, again, because the back room isn't huge, I'm never ordering like, oh, I'll buy a hundred t-shirts or whatever. It's just mm. 24 of each size because I can fit those in the little storage boxes that I have on the shelves. Yeah. And that's kind of it. Isn't there so such more... a joy though of making something work in a small space? So I, I, I'm, I'm a, I print in a single garage and I've crammed a lot in that single garage. But what, what doing that has made me learn is first you'd be brutal with things I don't need in there. Like if I don't need it in there, it's not going to be in there. There's there's no there's no fluff in there. Every everything that's in there is what I need. And then every inch of space has to be used, even if the use of that space is somewhere to stand. Like I know it sounds ridiculous, but like somewhere to be able to yeah. actually to move. Like it, I have to I've planned out every, every little inch of that studio. Well, this is the seventh time I've rearranged it. Now I've recently recently rearranged it. Um, and every time I plan out every, every where all the screens go and everything. Um, but there's a real I think it really teaches you how to be lean with things yeah. work working in a space that is potentially too small for for, for what you yeah, need yeah 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 and and, and i'm kind of going through that again now myself where i introduced a few new like colors and hoodies and stuff um and even though one of one of them has not been too bad like a tan one's not been too bad i did a blue one and it's just been like nope <laughs> so i'm kind of like right okay back to basics we're going to do mm. like black and white a lot of the shop aesthetic is black and white like black floor black ceiling white walls um and then just some kind of like osb board just kind of left i left alone but when i first moved in i only had black and white and the aesthetic of it looked really nice um mm. and then i tried to be adventurous and bring in some colors but i think once these have gone I've reduced them down. Once they're gone, they're gone. Mm. I'm going back to just, just back to basics because again, the back room will have more space as well. Um, and like as you said, just just so keeping we, it. We minimal. tried doing that with downcast as well, like doing like tie dyes and bright colours mm. and stuff like that, and it just never worked. It was yeah. like, in theory, like it 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 should have worked, sort of thing, because it's kind of yeah. like the same designs just on a bit more like you know we only ever really did it in like summer for instance yeah, when yeah, it was yeah. like people yeah. are wearing a bit more color and don't want like a a 240 gsm black t-shirt like, yeah you know because that's fucking hardcore um but it was like <laughs> going for the slight slightly lighter weight like you know cool tie-dye stuff or yeah, like yeah. even like the lighter acid wash and stone wash stuff and everything and it just never sold all that well it was like you yeah. know the your, your staple black and white sort of mid to heavyweight t-shirts for us is what has always fucking sold well 
yeah. and I've kind of come to the realization is like, why the fuck am I wasting money on being adventurous? Yeah, but if I walk into like Urban Outfitters or like you said, Superdry, any of a shop just to kind of get a feel of what what they've got on the shelves, which I like mm. to do. I like to go around and sort of like molest clothes in shops to see what kind of print method it is and how it feels. Um, and also just now, yeah, <laughs> just start looking at like shop design and stuff. But like some of them, there's, there's like color everywhere. But then whenever mm. I try it, it just doesn't seem to work. So yeah, yeah. I've just come to the realization that- I think it's a slightly different audiences though, isn't it? If you look at like yeah. the, you know, the the super dry audience or or whatever, yeah. it's either, it's either kids or it's men trying to be young again i guess yeah, yeah, kids. But, <laughs> yeah but even, even like even vans as a, as a huge sort of player in that yeah. kind of alternative scene have some some pretty colorful stuff from time to time but, but van yeah. vans's whole brand like not whole brand but a massive part of their brand is based around the checkerboard stuff though isn't it mm. it's kind of like you yeah. see that checkerboard kind of thing and it's like yeah all right it's a checkerboard it could be just some fucking chef trousers but it's like Personally, anyway, I always in like instantly fucking recognise that as like a van yeah. piece, even if it's fucking not. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's just it's they've got something that simple that's so recognisable, and it's like I think with like you, you know, your skate brands and all that, like yeah, you walk into a skate shop, they're gonna have like all these colourful t-shirts and everything, but it's like I think probably seventy or eight percent of what they've got on the rails or on the shelves or whatever is gonna be black or white because it's like it's just, it's just what most people wear isn't it it's also, like yeah also we, we don't know how much of those colorful stuff that they're selling yeah that's true yeah that's true but they, they could I'll... they could just have one color of each thing to make it look colorful in the shop yeah, knowing yeah. knowing that everyone's going to buy the black and white stuff anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I sometimes wonder if by having more color stuff in does it kind of balance the scale a bit more and then therefore it does sell mm. more but because mine is like 95 percent probably more, 98% black and white, and then suddenly this random blue hoodie and this mm. random tan hoodie. Is it like, mm, well, that's a bit odd. It's almost like out of place, if you will. Mm. Do, you, do you feel it's almost like you either have to go like, you either have to go like full like monochrome, like black and white, or yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to go like a 50-50 split of like yeah. your monochrome yeah. and then your colour. Yeah. I think like I'd a say few so. random bits of colour just don't, like necessarily yeah. work they they stand out a bit too much i think compared to the other yeah. stuff and it's like yeah. but that's just you, you also weird. have incredibly colorful graphics on your yeah you do yeah so, and, then, uh, and then on the, the tan and the blue one it's just white on the color mm. on the color so it's not this yeah. big graphic vibrant graphic so again similar to what i mentioned before just if it doesn't cut through i stack up against the other stuff it's not that it's bad mm. it just isn't as eye-catching as everything else around it. And it's just mm. not cutting through the noise. And, and when I've done like um, like front print stuff, I've done some front print designs where it's not been the full A3, it's been kind of like a, an A5 front print on the front. Mm. But again, they just don't stack up against these big A3 back prints full of color. Mm. I think people feel like they're getting print. more more for their money. Exactly that, yeah, exactly. Mm. Oh, this so, print's bigger, so it's better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, think it's just, I think it's just 
that you said perceived value and also just how much eye-catching it is in comparison. So I've got some new front prints in the in the sort of in the pipeline, but I'm doing them on long sleeves where I then have prints down the sleeve yeah, as cool. well as on the front. So it'll have a front print and then an elements from that design will then be down one of the sleeves rather than both. Yeah. I'm going to do one, one sleeve with a front. But again, at least it then looks like, oh, okay, yeah, there's more going on. It's not just a single location. And they might flop and fail. So, you know, tune in for the next time I'm back. <laughs> Episode 50. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But it is very much trial and error. But I do feel now that as we get towards, you know, this summer, it becomes year three um, for the brand. I'm realizing that, you know, big, bold, vibrant back prints works well for my brand. And, yeah. you know, stick to what, what works really we, we got it where we went through a phase of like um so we would we would always do like big back print and yeah. then left chest and we went through a little phase of like quite a lot of people asking us for like just big like front like graphic mm. tee prints and everything because it was kind of like yeah. in fashion and it still is in like yeah, know, yeah, yeah personally i prefer i prefer like the big front prints but it was kind yeah. of like, because that's not what the demand was. I was like, I'm not going to go and print that stuff. So anyway, got all these like requests for like, oh, can you do this as like a big front print or something similar? Yeah, yeah. And anyway, released all these fucking front prints and literally none of them sold. And it's just like, yeah, thanks guys. Yeah. I went for a phase on when I was online only of offering some designs with the option to have front or back. And yeah. I, I did a couple of fronts, but not many. Like, you know, when you looked at maybe you sold 10 T-shirts, like one would have been a front print, the rest were all back. And I people think the front still print's got to be the right sort of print. You can, yeah, you can it, throw anything on the back of a T-shirt. it has to be almost like a rectangular, big yeah. print yeah. sort of yeah. thing. Because like, some, you know, some, some of mine just didn't work as front. When I had a look <clears> at them, I was like, it just doesn't look right. Like, it doesn't yeah. just, I don't know, it didn't sit right. Like you said, it's got to be a certain shape that works. Particularly mm. if you've got a hoodie, because you lose so much yeah. real estate with the with the yeah. kangaroo pouch so it's mm. like by the time you cut it down even more it's like uh, just throw it on the back like yeah 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 absolutely mm. absolutely i'm gonna i'm gonna grab something quickly i need to show you guys it's, it's only just up here because you're speaking about colorful garments hold on go for it sex go toys for it. out again yeah for the listeners, Pab just run off to make a runner. Jesus to grab Christ, what is that? Pab? <laughs> Again. Yeah, we can just start making things up for the viewers to. <laughs> this is what I do every time he walks away from the microphone. I just like go on a fucking full yeah. on like five minute long monologue where I just yeah. chat shit about him and then I decide when I want to keep it in or not. So <laughs> most right. of the time it's just, it's just from my ears. <laughs> Cool, I was convinced that these were going to sell really well. Um, I only, thankfully, I only bought half a dozen of them. Right, I, when I saw them for sale, I was like, "This was probably like five years ago," and I was like, "They're going to be banging." I'm intrigued. This is going to be, this is going to be something so ridiculously shit and underwhelming. <laughs> what the fuck is okay. that? Okay, oh, that's you. awful. That's a hoodie. All right. Oh Jesus. Yeah, it's and looks, uh, looks like a unicorn shot on it. Right. So what I what I did was I printed it for a, a, a my mate's brand, which doesn't exist anymore. Um, 
It's, yeah. I'm not surprised. So, right, so <laughs> we print, we printed it, and the idea the idea was right. Obviously, they're they're quite eye catching, right? I mean, they're hideously expensive. They're blinding. Hideously expensive, right? But I was like, do you know what? I'm gonna wear it when I go up the mountain because if if any any there's a time if to you wear ever get something lost. like that, yeah, up a mountain. So. I wore it on the first day and it was a complete what you couldn't see a fucking thing, it was a complete whiteout. And you could see me from a country mile away, right? It was it was because I've got bright green trousers. It was amazing. The only problem with it is the only person the only people that came up and said, That looks wicked, where'd you get it? were teenage girls. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, I need to I need to throw this and, away and, and that's when you should have started a brand named teenage girls but yeah i know but like a, a, a bearded bald glass glass <laughs> yeah. guy make, uh, making clothes for teenage girls like <laughs> it's, uh, it's not really it's a bit it's a bit glittery isn't it <laughs> yeah 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 don't go there i just i just had to share that i thought you were saying about colorful things don't ever buy those where yeah. the fuck are they from? They're, they're, they're by a company called Colortone. You can get them on Rala. Oh, Colortone, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, yeah. what's interesting about those is that I saw them and I was like, these are going to be huge. They're going to be massive, right? Mm. And I was like, so I, I was like, I wanted to get in on the ground floor of them once I started seeing them. And um, then I didn't see them anywhere, like anywhere at all. And then about three years later, I was sitting on a flight and I flicked through the in-flight magazine and there was a thing. It was like a, uh, an expose. <laughs> they were there in the sale section. No, there was an expose <laughs> on like these these new garments that were coming out. Um, and it was all, and it was a Ralph Lauren, and it was that fucking jumper. And it was one hundred and thirty quid they were selling it for. And I was like, oh, that is yeah. not. And it looked exactly the same. I was like that is not Ralph Lauren. <laughs> that is color tone. <laughs> I don't know how many they sold, but obviously, obviously, I was Dude, three years uh, ahead of my time. Yeah, <laughs> color t- tone do a lot of really nice tie dye stuff. I just don't like the garments. That that's a very actually a really lovely hoodie. Um, Is it? I bought I bought it in a it's huge. It's a four XL. I bought it to go over the top of my <laughs> uh, over the top of my snowboard over coat. the top of your tent. Yeah, and um, but it's <laughs> it, it, it's mega cozy. But I just I just can't wear it anymore. It just it's a house jumper now. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Off against like the door. Yeah, you look you look like a character from a nineties TV show wearing that. Not oh, fucking Barney yeah. the dinosaur's rival or something. Yeah, Saved Mr. Blobby's cousin. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear it now. He's... <laughs> Please wear that to print wear. Oh, can Please. you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> do it. Please uh, do it. Shall I? Please or take it take it to print wear and mm. like go to like the Rollerwise store. Like, can you get me these please <laughs> oh yeah i, might do I want, I want 800 of this exact hoodie oh can you imagine can you are imagine you guys, um, are you guys excited for print war yeah yeah i'm not really excited oh, for the good. show i'm excited yeah, to like i'm not that bothered i've, so I've looked you... at the traders list and it's just it's basically the same as last year which okay. is a bit disappointing yeah. but did you go and last I was year? like I didn't go and yeah, I'm kind of just intrigued to see what it's what it's about really. Um yeah. It's, it's valuable for like ch- chatting to people and you know, I, I just like I'm I'm one of these people I like to put like if it's people like people I've spoken to, like my Rollerwise rep rep, and obviously yeah. Dave Roper I've spoken to loads, 
and I'd I'd been on the Chessie's podcast at that point as well. And I knew Chessie and we was spoke going to the guys Darcy. at Kipax and Nanatol yeah. and yeah, it was just yeah. new was, garment people and stuff. It was I like, view it just yeah. as a social, really. Do you want to see more than, yeah. more than anything else? That's that's mm. what it is. It's a social. So that, but I mean, yeah. that, there is some amazing machinery there. Amazing yeah. machinery. That will um, just make me make me jealous and upset though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I was I was basically considering getting an embroidery machine when we went there. So I was yeah. there chatting up all the ladies because for some reason they pick beautiful women to sell the embroidery machines. Then it's because they're so expensive. Um, yeah. And uh, just for the listeners, Pav is into like mid sixties Italian women. She had the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen on anyone. <laughs> right, that, her, her eyes—they were like two beautiful pools of water, yeah. surrounded surrounded by a face. <laughs> really, really weird. After Pad had a Pav had Pad. Pav had a chat with her. He disappeared for about half an hour and been. To oh the yeah, it's just a little, a little. Yeah. yeah but uh, but uh, I, after after being near embroidery machines, like just being in the hall with them, just the noise. I was like, I can't fucking, I can't do it. I cannot yeah. do it. I'd rather. I, I, I have people ask me for embroidery every now and again, and I'm like, no, nah, I don't. I, I don't. Firstly, I haven't got the space, which I don't. And secondly, yeah. then I could not cope with that noise. That would drive yeah, me yeah, yeah. absolutely insane. Yeah. So that's also let Paul yeah. deal with that rubbish. Ah, oh, it's a lot of effort though. That means that I like to do everything myself. I'd rather they just went lock stock to someone else. And that sounds terrible. Really, really yeah. bad business ethic. But uh, uh, it's just one more thing to have to manage and be admin for. Come for me yeah. if you want something screen printed. Anything else, you can, you can fuck off yeah. and go somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, put that on my business card. Without though, is there? Like you said, stick to what you know sometimes and what you're good at. Why no, not? I'm not. I'm, I don't know anything. I'm no good at it, but I'll still do it. Well, exactly. <laughs> stick to what you enjoy. That's the yeah. moral of the story. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. We we were but saying I'm... it's interesting because your 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 journey is a journey that basically since I've been on the pod at least every episode we've spoken to, bar bar the people that have actually got shops, everyone wants to have a physical location. Everyone's like. I've noticed Great. that craving that attention, want the physical, and you've actually done it, which is a yeah. Real... Was it everything you yeah. hoped it would be? To be honest, it's been a bit of a shock to the system at the same time because, as well as running this brand, um, I've been a wedding photographer for ten years. Well, so that's what you're doing with that now. Yeah, so what I normally get to just go out at the weekends, shoot people having the best time, and then come home and sit in front of my computer and edit with Netflix and my coffee machine and no reason to leave the house and just be a recluse. Um, I'm now doing like a 60 mile commute at the moment to Manchester from where I live. Yeah, so it's 30 miles. Well, but 26 miles, 27 miles in. Okay, no, um, I thought it was closer to you than that. That's mad. Oh, no. So it's with the traffic as well. Certain days, it's about an hour. Um, an hour to get there, an hour to get back. Um, mostly, are, you, yeah. are you in Wigan or I'm in Wigan, yeah. So we're just yeah. slightly slightly north than Manchester, but we're about halfway yeah. between Liverpool and Manchester. Um, but on a good run, 35 minutes. But that's you know, you're going into a city. When do you ever mm. get a good run? Um, so yeah, it's taken me about an hour to go in. So I am sort of um my house is sold, so I am moving closer to Manchester, hopefully at some oh, point. I was going to ask you, are going to move nearer? Yeah, I'm moving closer, that's the plan. Um, but yeah, it's been 
that's been a shock to the system because obviously being self-employed for the past sort of six years has allowed me to just have a lot of freedom mm. and not having to be defined by like certain times and things so if someone's already coming from a nine to five and then opens their own shop it'll feel very much like a regular job and but yeah. you're your own boss and you can set your own rules and things um but yeah that like traveling in and working it the way i am has been has been a big commitment and a bit of a lifestyle change and you know, if anyone says, oh, are you in it for the money, then, you know, if I was in it for the money, I'd carry on shooting 50 wins a year at what I charge <laughs> and enjoy the home comforts. But, you know, it, it's not the case whatsoever. I'm, I'm trying to build a nice little brand that people can, you know, associate with and get on board with and have a good shopping experience when they come in. Um, and I think ultimately that's, you know, it's not about, taking money from it and stuff at the moment because i haven't taken a penny from the brand since starting it really um i, I kind of live off my wedding income and the shop just is you know it's there to cement itself long term um mm. so i'm kind of putting back in as as much as i you know rather than taking out i'm just putting in all the time to try and keep it you know are you, going are you finding a... that you're the customers that come into the shop are they people that are just happen to be walking round that come in or are they people that are coming specifically to you and know who you are and everything about the brand or is it a, a... a little bit of both now um yeah. when i first opened obviously it was just very much a new crowd um Affleck, thankfully is a little bit of a tourist attraction mm. so if you if people go to manchester it's, it's kind of known as you've got a bit of Affleck. it's full of independent traders and it's got 40 years of sort of heritage and history um so you do get you can tell you can tell the tourists a mile off you know the way they're looking around at everything and you know different <laughs> sort of um different cultures and languages are always coming through and a lot of them are looking for things that they can only get in manchester um mm. so if they are a little bit into the kind of streetwear and fashion then obviously great if they stumble upon me um when I start telling them about the brand and how it is you know you can only get it from the shop really other than online as well um then yeah they kind of like they want to get involved but i've noticed now that since opening up um obviously a few months ago i am getting some regulars that are now coming back so i had a couple that had come i think they traveled over from about you know two or three hours away um and i was looking at them and as soon as they came in they were like looking at the skateboard decks on the ceiling and i was kind of like oh they've clocked them pretty quickly and then she was like oh there it is there's the the cat that i drew so straight away she was like oh, coming oh look that's look. amazing and you're like, oh yeah, you know, we. I was like, oh, when did you put that on? She was like, oh yeah, we. I think you'd been open about a week when we came in, and we. We. I drew a cat on the skateboard deck, and now it's up on the ceiling. So, you know, they, they've come back again the next time they visited Manchester, which is great. Um, so hopefully over time, the longer I'm in this position and stay where I am, then you know people get to know more about it, and I can just sort of start building, building the history of its own from that it's, particular. It's, it's it's quite a, a a solid way of doing things, I think, having a physical location or at least a place where people can come to you. Because we were speaking to Alec from Fiala Gar, and yeah. he's got he's got a um he's got a market stall in St Albans. Mm -hmm. Hi, Alec, by the way. Um, and um, yeah, he was saying like when he when he first started, it was relatively slow, but now he's got people that come back and see yeah. him on the regular, and they like they expect him to be there sort yeah. of thing and yeah. and he he's also the, the, what he liked about it was it gave him an opportunity to get rid of the things that he'd had in stock for a while 
and be like, yeah. like you're here now, like yeah, I'll, I'll do that for like a, a fiver off, whatever, and, and this and that. And yeah. It, it, yeah, it's that sort of you can't really do that online. You can send out an Did email you, saying this is twenty percent off, but like, yeah. Did you hear what happened to Alec, by the way? Me? Yeah, he's no. he's moved in. He's moved in with a synthesizer man. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> You're not, you're not having someone pick up something while you're on the podcast, are you? I yeah. am not that I know, not that I'm aware of, unless I get broken. <laughs> did, did, did you hear that episode? I did, yeah. He was like, the guy was waving in the background. Oh my god, I was in absolute bits. I, I was bent over. It was so funny. He just, it was a little. It's because he was so like on it. He even knew that he wasn't yeah, in line like, with the camera, so he crouched like... down to wave. And I was like, this guy, he knows exactly what the score is. <laughs> He, he must be going on like OnlyFans if he synthesizer or that. Like, <laughs> like, that. like, you tell me what song you want me to play and I'll play it. Um, we must be one of those guys. Got to oh. be. Got to be. Oh, bless him. Bless him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, um, the one thing about having a, like a physical space, and as you were saying then, about not only repeat customers coming through and new customers coming through, but it's the ability for them to. To like touch and feel things which mm, yeah. you wouldn't think would be such a big thing but it really is like mm. people are constantly like caressing gloves in the shop yeah. like all the time um and it goes one of two ways like obviously over towards sort of like asia and japan and stuff like streetwear is massive like obviously mm. as we're well aware some of the biggest brands have come from over there um and you can see them sometimes like rubbing things and be a bit like oh not thick enough or not whatever because they're really like connoisseurs of fashion um but yeah a lot of people comment on like the, the fabric softness and like things like that which is you know you don't you, get that from online are you um still predominantly using air color field tees then as well still the ones that you hate yeah i think i use all the brands i don't that, hate them you don't, don't no you don't hate them. them but obviously i know you don't like the length of them but again they're one I, of my I, favorites i fucking love them i absolutely yeah. love them yeah, I mean, they, they wash so well. The fact that it's yeah, pre from do. cotton, they don't really move, don't really lose any length, but the black just stays black. Like, mm. you can I, wash I them. They're lovely, long lovely time. garments, and I really love printed on them. Yeah. Um, and then it's, nice the it. it's just the length for me. It's, yeah. It, it, yeah. it just doesn't do it. Have you tried getting a longer torso? Yeah, Amazon. Those medieval out. stretching devices. But you want it and just crank you up. Yeah. It's time for my stretching session tonight. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I kind of, I've had people comment about like almost liking the extra length, especially if you like a little bit mm. of a, a bigger bloke and you maybe have a bit of a stomach, then you can see it sometimes when a t-shirt doesn't quite hang low enough and it's almost like mm. a wind draft underneath and things um and i had one guy who came in and just dropped like an absolute bomb um because he works in the sound industry so he's always holding like a boom stand he mm. said so my arms are always up and he said my t-shirts just ride up like there's no tomorrow and he bought one of those as color t-shirts and was like that little bit of extra length just keeps my dignity in place and he came in and he must have bought like six or seven t-shirts in one go he, get, he got paid came in with his girlfriend and was like right get, get me all these and he just grabbed loads of them he's like, i'm gonna wear these every day to work that's amazing the, 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 the... I, I think my problem is, is i always size up 
um, unless yeah. it's like an oversized yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. so when uh, um, Danny from Flipping Sweet he did his last shop shirts um, I bought one of them and in hindsight I should have just got my regular size but I sized up and it was excellent yeah. and it's literally like halfway down my thighs yeah, yeah, and I was yeah, like yeah. This, yeah. this is a nighty like, you know. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. got a misprint of my studio shirts, the ones um I don't know if you've seen the ones with my Lego man on the back. And mm. um and uh I uh I, I happened to wear it near my dad and it was it was a two XL and it was like massive <laughs> on me, like huge. And my dad's Italian and he looked at, and I put I walked past him and he went, Hey, why you wear a dress? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like Dad, it's just a really big T-shirt, and he was like, yeah. "It's a dress," and I was like, "No, Dad, it's a T-shirt." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I mean, again, a, a bonus with them is when they when they go up in sizes, the length does also increase. Whereas with some of yeah. them, I found that the T-shirt goes wider, but doesn't always equal the length. Yeah. Um, yeah. What well, one of my favorite things about the AS color range. Uh, it's purely from a, a being a printer perspective. They're, they're is, at Printware this year. They are. Is that um? Was her name is it Karen? Yeah, Karen. Karen Sims. Karen, yeah. If I'm not That's mistaken. It, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but, lovely, but because you can, anyone could go out and buy a blank AS color T-shirt like, yeah. off their website or whatever. But they're like, they don't get the pricing we get. So if someone mm-hmm. asks, and I, oh, what blanks you can do it when I do a print job or something? Oh, are they this? And I just, I send them the link, and obviously I send them the link to the website with yeah. the retail pricing the retail. on <laughs> and they're like oh shit these t-shirts are really but obviously i'm, I'm printing I, them i do that yeah. i do that but i knock a quid off and then i'm still making two pound fifty on a blank they feel like they're saving money i'm making well, some, money. some of that some of their t-shirts are like 16 quid or something aren't they yeah, yeah. Some of those ones. Yeah. And, and they yeah. do like a three for 30 or three for 40 quid or whatever it is mm. no it's so, I had, I had a, a job uh, quite a while ago and uh, he was a dickhead. Um, so I overpriced the job hoping it would go away and he didn't. Um, <laughs> he came back. Um, but I charged him pretty much full retail price for the AS Colour Heavy Tees. Jeez <laughs> like, Louise! Yeah. I, felt, I felt bad about it at the time, but it was literally like, like I I don't want to print for you, but I don't want the job. So here is me pricing myself out of it. It's like if you're enough of a muppet to go with it, then that, that's kind of on you, sort of thing. Um, and yeah, yeah, I did feel guilty. But the same, yeah. Time, so don't be, don't don't be. Cold, I bet, don't I bet be you rude. felt guilty cr- crying into your bed of a hundred pound notes. He was he was fucking rude. So you know what? Yeah. It's like if you're gonna if you're gonna be rude, then yeah, you pay the tax it. for it. It's just a tax. All yeah. it is it's a tax. It's rude yeah. tax. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah rude tax. Yeah. I've got an annoying yeah. customer tax. If someone yeah. if someone asks me if I can the do ACT. something cheaper, yeah, the ACT <laughs> I call it. So I've had people ask me if I can do things cheaper, and I'm like, yeah, I'll print I'll print uh, half of them for fifty percent of what I've quoted. <laughs> right, that's my go to. And they're like, yeah. oh, no, I'll, I'll get it cheaper elsewhere. And I'm like, well, fucking go elsewhere. I don't care. Like, just go elsewhere. Mm. And then I. Oh, they're the ones come. that fucking annoy me the most. The ones that are just like, oh well, th- this place quoted me this. It's like, well, go and fucking get it printed there. Then. <laughs> Why are you fucking coming to me? Like, I don't, I don't yeah. care what some other fucking yeah. print shop has quoted. It's like, here's my yeah. prices. This is what we charge. Like, if somebody walks in in into your store at the Aflex, right, and they were like, yeah. oh, I was that super driver, right? I can get a t-shirt for sixteen pound now. Can you do me a t for sixteen pound? It's like. No, 
No, you can fuck off. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 yeah. So I tell you what, you can you can have two fifty quid or fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, and again, I get like mixed reviews from that from the shop perspective is that some people will sort of see two for fifty and be like, oh, two for fifty was that meant to be a deal? Sort of mentality. Mm. Whereas others are like, oh, it's two for fifty. And it's it's a positive because they're, they're normally priced at 28, they're saving like 10% by mm-hmm. getting two. But and then I go into again, I keep name dropping um like urban outfits and things, but like they've got graphic tees like for 35 quid. Yeah. And, and no yeah, one's people put, don't people don't sniff at it. Price. It's like because they're a big established company yeah. and all that. It's yeah. just like just because you're big and established, it's like in theory you should be charging less because you're mass yeah. producing this shit and you're probably yeah getting it for what a pound 52 pound a tea and it's produced yeah. in some fucking yeah. sweatshop in asia one of the worst teas i have ever bought in my life was from urban outfitters yeah. and it was basically a fruit of the loom is that is urban outfit like a heavy... place that has all the um different floors and stuff and no, is it know. the one that has all the sewing machines in the window no, Ooh. that's all saints. No, that's yeah, that's all saints. They're oh, super okay. expensive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, got got this tea, and it's one of my favorite t-shirt designs. Um, but firstly, the t-shirt is shit. It fits so badly. It's like a seamless t-shirt. Oh, like a, yeah. It's like one of the cheapest yeah. of the cheap yeah. fruit of the loom. Yeah. Um, it's got quite a nice collar on it, like a heavyweight collar. Um, but the print is all out of reg, it's not registered properly. You can see right. the underbase, like the white underbase around some of the blue and then not around yeah, other colours yeah. and a bit. And it's so obvious it's not done on purpose. And yeah. I was just like, I've paid nearly 40 quid for this fucking t shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just Will like, you just recreate oh. the graphic and print it yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like an eight colour and I've only got a six colour press. So oh, that, that, that sounds like excuses to me. Super colour it. Get it super coloured. Yeah, bosh, done. Problem solved. You must be one of their biggest customers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know about that. I, no, I did have a phone call with the um, the CFO last week. Oh, really? <laughs> In LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Video call with him. Um, he's basically just wanting to touch base with people who are using it and just ask them why they're using it and their experiences with it and things. And I think um, Paul from Supercola obviously runs the, the UK sort of branch side of it. I said, oh, you know, do you mind, because you've been on board with us since like 2020, do you mind me putting you forward um, and chatting with the guy? So yeah, I had a video call with him. And he just, he, again, was just asking like how I got into doing it and like why, how I use this method and why I use this method. And yeah, quite good, quite good little catch up. Was my right. video call, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you are quite. I don't do that much, to be fair. You are quite unique in what you do, really, aren't you? In mm. many ways, but like, I can't I can't think of another brand who does it how you do it, and is successful. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I think for me, I, I kind of just chose that method because it was minimal gear, really minimal gear, and I wanted the choice to the, the ability to print it myself, so that I wasn't relying on anyone else. Mm. Um, and ultimately could do it from a bedroom. And that was kind of the solution that was available at the time to me. And But without kind of, without downplaying it, um, or sounding like an arsehole, most people <laughs> will start it's off Pat, doing Pat, that or Pat's heat, heat transfer vinyl. <laughs> yeah, I am, yeah. Heat transfer <laughs> vinyl, all the super colours. And then yeah. they will like, it's like their gateway into 
getting things screen printed. Do you know what I mean? It's not like most people don't don't put the yeah. effort in and stick to it and do it as well as you've done it. Most people yeah. go right, right. What's what's the next? Because because they want to like mass produce shit. You, yeah, you've gone yeah. like this is working. Stick with it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like I, I like the. I don't mind the way like I don't mind the way it feels. I don't mind the way it washes. I as as I always take out the base color from the design. Mm. So like rather than me going, oh, if I leave a base color in, I can print it on whatever garments I want. If it's going on black, any black in the design comes out. Mm. If it's going on white or the white comes out and, and so on. So I, I kind of try and make sure there's as much fabric coming through the design as possible so that it doesn't feel too heavy. Because but even even a heavy screen print still feels heavy. Oh yeah, you know, particularly plaster so yeah. Yeah, I've had band t-shirts and things like that where you feel it and you think you can Not feel like both. it's heavy. It's well, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> it would I think mine would that's the same because my designs are so large and so many colours, it would have to be water-based, but I'd also have to re-imagine a lot of the designs where we super color it well, just allows it. A, lo- a lot crazy. of yours are such high colour caps. We've spoken about screen printing before, yeah. haven't we? Yeah. Um and it's like I think a lot of your designs would just cost you a fucking arm and a leg. It like, would. I think personally, I mean, personally, if I was in your position like this, I know you're operating in a very different way where you're not holding loads of stock. So yeah. it's kind of like this is a bit of a, I guess, kind of like a two part. But it's like if I was in your position, and I was holding stock, I would outsource like the single color or even not like one, two yeah, color yeah, stuff yeah. just to kind of lighten the load a bit. But in that breath, you're not holding a lot of stock. So it doesn't no. make sense at the same time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And yeah, it's kind of it's it's been working and I've had no one coming back saying, Oh, yeah. it's peeling or cracking or whatever. Like mm. it, I've been washing my stuff since September twenty twenty and it's been absolutely fine because that's when I started investing into it and using it and I've never had any issues and they've just changed the formula within it. I'm not sure what they've done. Um, but my new designs arrived the other day. So the serial killer one and some of the others I've had to restock. They've made them like easier to peel. Okay. I don't know if you've seen them advertising that on, on recently. No. Um, and honestly, like I've actually, in the I've past... actually got a super color job on. Uh, I was going to say this week, but the transfers aren't here yet. So next week. So, so if you've just recently, if you've just recently ordered them, if you notice that the the sheets are on a slightly more opaque than the old ones, okay. like I used to have to like put a hand on the t-shirt and then peel, especially with, like the bigger yeah. designs. So you have to you peel. Honestly, like you have to do it quick as well, mate. This is like one okay. hand, super light. I almost punched the heat press. I, I when I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so when you go to pick up a box, you think is empty and it isn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like that. I was like, I was so used to the the amount of pressure and peel that I yeah. do that I like I peeled so fast that I almost like punched the platen. Because it's so light now, and I, and then I was at um, I had shine in the shop, and I was like, I was just so excited about it. I was like, come and peel one of these, like tell me how easy it is. And like she peeled it without putting the hand on the t-shirt, so I was a bit panicky. I was a bit like, oh! and she literally just went, and it just came oh, away. I'm I'm gonna have to so, do a couple yeah. of testers because I'm I'm just gonna burn my hand on the heat. I've done that so many times when I've been yeah, doing yeah. supercolor on like big designs and that. And I always peel like from left to right. And yeah, I, like, yeah, yeah. Push it backwards, and I always catch my knuckles yeah, on the back of the heat yeah. press. Yeah, 
Right. But they've, they've, they've changed something, and the idea is that people with the not as good heat presses, where they may struggle yeah. a little bit, it's to make it even easier for them. Um, I, might, Paul, I might sell mine then. Yeah, well, Paul <laughs> did say to me, he did say, like, you know, he said, you probably won't notice the difference because you're on a relatively okay press. But mm. I can tell a difference. Like, you're not having to touch the garment at all to peel it. It just peels away That's so cool. easily. There's almost no resistance whatsoever. You've got, so any, you got any plans to get a, one of those pneumatic presses with a... You know what? I would, much as I would love one, it wouldn't fit in the shop. But what I've right. noticed is that the at the Printware event, um, Supercolor have got a certain brand coming with them. They've got a four-station heat press. so yeah so they're going to have like this rotating four stations so i think with the rise of like is it from stalls no it's not it's a different different brand different brand and it's like a four station one almost like a like you would have a screen printing so the only other brand i can think of is is it a delco that's the only other heat press i'm not sure Geo, Geo Knight, yeah, I'm not sure. I'd, I'd have to check the um, well, so it, it looks, rotates like a like a screen printing press would. It looks like it, yeah, yeah. So you're almost like putting your stuff on, your garments on, and you start spinning it and pressing. So I think because of the rise of DTG to some extent being so popular at the moment with like everyone doing it by the meter rolls and all sorts of stuff, I think they're kind of going, Oh, well, look, we're now going to make more industrial size heat presses to do yeah, this at yeah. scale. Um, mm. which for me would be like, would be good because if I did want to outsource it, if I knew someone had a bigger station where they could just be printing like multiple much faster, then mm. yeah, that'd be cool to eventually find someone, you know, that could say, well, look, you know, these are the garments, these are the designs. This is, you know, I could almost give them everything and go crack on. If, let me know if, when it's ready to pick up. I've seen videos of people with the, um, I think it's the, is it the rock press as the, the Stampinator? head on it yeah yeah there's people there's videos of people uh printers well, there's a stampinator and then there's another hothead another map right hothead the stampinator is basically it's just a giant heat press and um yeah. and they're people they're doing transfer jobs on the on the yeah. rock because it, <laughs> if you've got like a 16 color job like it's mm. it's much easier to have you just use the hothead as a stamp have one person yeah. before it putting them on dosh 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 all the way around yeah, the only thing is cool. apparently they have to, you have to slow the press down because otherwise it moves so quickly. You have, to, you have to slow it down to to a, such a point that it's like it make more sense having one of the pneumatic double headed. Yeah, 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 probably. Yeah, yeah. You know why? Yeah, why run I, an auto for that when you could be running print jobs on an auto? Yeah, because I would love one of those like those big. I'm just double being ones. a twat, Pab. I'm just shooting you down. Just, just as usual. It's not. It's not me that did it, mate. <laughs> I've got. Have you seen yeah. the size of my garage? I've got. I've got an auto in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I'd, I'd love a bigger press, but I think at the moment, with the situation of the shop, I couldn't. Like I would have to get to a point where. For example, if, if something went viral or whatever, the shop got a lot more traction. Because it's doing well, don't get me wrong, but it's not like viral levels of, oh, we're selling it every time we open sort of situation. If you got into a position where it was more popular and it did sort of become a bit more successful, then I would look at moving the printing out of the shop yeah. and then moving that elsewhere um, to sort of then be doing that as like a nine to five. Would you move all of the printing or would you just have like, get an, a, an auxiliary press and leave what you've got in there because that's part part of your usp is that you do yeah. that in there yeah 
Yeah, I still I feel like um, I still like to keep something in the shop, absolutely, because I've already got it set up anyway. Um, but you'd probably have to, like you said, have someone else also fulfilling our sort of managing this that side of it a bit more. And it might be that you still print your shop stock in the shop, but then online, if that was, say, doing a lot more online, um, you know, so say, for example, just going wild out there, like a certain celebrity wore one of your T-shirts and suddenly your website gets hammered. You'd be mm. like, right, okay, we're going to move the online operation away from the shop and the shop still has that DIY approach to it. And then obviously you could move to a business part like I was in before, um, yeah. the sort of online operation and have that just run separately. But that's awesome. a pipe dream and it's nowhere near that yet anyway. So yeah. You never know. It doesn't take much, yeah. does it? You've only no, got to get quick, man. one, one little quick. video and one celebrity in the, in the right yeah. place and, mm. and you're laughing. Yeah, true yeah true we're but, um, um we're kind of in like a a, a a weird position where it's like with the the energy crisis and everything i said it on the last um intro for the for the boyd's episode where we're yeah. kind of downscaling the print business a little bit um, yeah just because of everything going on um and basically moving business back home but i was speaking to to, to our good friend darren from um squeezed orange who's been on the pod with squeezed, squeezed orange and atw um and it was like you know the 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 step back like could be one of the the best things you do because it just you know it almost helps you like recalibrate a little bit and it's that's kind yeah. of like we got onto the the subject of like working in small spaces and that and it's like obviously since I've moved out of home and gone to a, a proper unit and everything it's like and it's quite a bigger unit I mean have you yeah. seen it, haven't you Mm. Um, I've seen how big your unit is, boy. <laughs> but it's like everything fits in there really fucking comfortably, and now, now it's like, yeah, lots of measuring. I, I sent yeah. the space that uh, I'm going to be putting my press in earlier. He was yeah, like, yeah, that's that's. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be tight. It's gonna be really yeah. tight. It's, it's gonna be a proper squeeze. But I mean, mine, mine's fun. mine's it's a fun. squeeze, and yours is gonna be. Even, even more squeezed did squeezed yeah. did yeah what about what about yeah. um like an external shed in the garden like these bigger sort of shed things could that not be an option i mean yeah potentially but that involves spending money it and does if, yeah. if uh you know the whole point of moving out of the unit is we're going to be saving three and a half to four grand a quarter yeah. and if i'm gonna go and fork out a load of money for something that all of my equipment is going to yeah, yeah, pretty much. And then I've got to worry about water and electricity supply as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. Like you know, I'd move back to where my studio was before, but my my other half's now taken on the space for her business. Yeah, and it's yeah. Like I can't just go and kick her out. So. Yeah, yeah. I've got to you, find got to find somewhere can. else to do. It. <laughs> no, I mean the, the thing is, is like Downcast and Inky Cow, like the fulfillment we do with Inky Cow, yeah. like takes up like a good chunk of the house like this is my yeah, office yeah. boxes behind me there for bands we do fulfillment for and then the yeah. room behind us that's literally jam-packed full of stock so yeah. i think the idea is to i guess scale downcast back a little bit and try and yeah. basically just try and get rid of a load of shit and like i'm still carrying on downcast because i, I love doing it but it's taking up far too much room like yeah way way too much room and i can yeah. use that space better so move the office in there use essentially this as like my dark room i guess um 
And yeah, I think I, th- I think with print shops, when when a lot of people are starting out as well, I think some people feel a bit of like, um, I don't know if shame's the right word. I don't think it is the right yeah, word, yeah. but in that sort of vein that they are working from home. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I love I love doing it from home. No, Save a fortune. I, 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 <laughs> I know I know you do, but I think a lot of people get paranoid about the fact that it's like if clients are coming to pick up stuff, it's like oh, they're coming to my house. They're going to say I'm working at my house rather than like you know being somewhere else. And I don't feel that way because I I started my business at home and I had clients come and pick up stuff and everything. But I've spoken to people who were a lot earlier in their journey, and it's kind of just like. Oh, I just don't really feel comfortable like posting on social media about like me printing stuff because it's like in my bedroom or whatever. You yeah, know what I mean, like you know. Yeah, and I, I I get that in a sense, but at the same time, it's not who fucking cares. You still know fucking cool shit. Yeah, yeah, and that's what yeah. sometimes em- embracing being a small business is about. It's mm. about being a small business. You know, I, I don't yeah. sit there adaptability. In my shop. I think. Yeah, like my shop is like you said, it, it, just compared to Super Dry, it's like a small aisle of jackets in there, you know, and they've got a million other things. It, it's not meant to be that. It's meant to be this small, mm. independent business, which is what it is. And I think that's what I try and get across in like the emails and the social media side of things. Is that it, it is still that you can see me printing stuff in the shop on my mm. reels and on things like that because it's meant to be exactly that. So. I get people sometimes feel like things have to be like professional and corporate, but I think even big Mm. businesses have moved away from certain industries, especially have moved away from that mindset of it's going to be corporate. It's going to be this, and it can be a bit more personable. And the the thing is, is from our point of view with the print shop as well, it's like the businesses that we print for, and this is kind of the reason that we're having to downscale is that the reason that the businesses or the, the businesses within the industries that we print for are mainly hospitality and brewery yeah. and they've obviously taken a massive hit since the start yeah, 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 yeah. with yeah. everything going on and you know your dry Januarys yeah. and people yeah, not yeah. people not spending yeah. blah 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 <laughs> um so it's like to those people they don't fucking care Mm-hmm. They don't, so long as they get in their fucking shirts it's just like yeah. it doesn't fucking matter and 90 percent of the time i'm delivering it to them anyway because they're up yeah. the road like yeah. you know anyway yeah. i've gone off on a bit of a tangent there but um do you I, I don't know if you do but do you have any questions for us at all what are you most looking forward to other than other than the social aspect at the print event is there anything specific that you want to go and see is there anything like Pav. new bit of tech, our gear, our clothing that you want to interest in seeing? Uh, Pav's new bionic penis. <laughs> that, that B B seventeen. The yeah. stall. Yeah, Something it's, like yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> no, it's P fifteen, yeah, and I'm it's sure you... got yeah. Is there, is there a discount code, by the way? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's the, the discount code is uh, it's my penis length in millimeters. The discount code is 25. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm really interested in seeing. So there's a company that I've emailed pretty much every month since Printwear last year. Is this year. Recycled Clothing Company? Your Recycled Clothing Company, oh, right? For fuck's sake. When are they releasing that heavy one? I don't know. Da- Darcy it's been over was... a year. <laughs> we saw this, this jumper, right? This sweatshirt. And, and the it T-shirt. Was... And the T-shirt. Well, the, t- the, t- the T-shirts are like, they've got the normal T-shirts and stuff. And it was like... Their heavyweight ones were like 280 or 90 GSM, but they didn't feel like blankets. Yeah, they were really they were nice. like such a, 
like a, oh, it's just fully such a fully nice recycled. Fabric. The price on them was unbelievable. Like yeah. we mm. thought, we genuinely thought the guy had got it wrong. We were like, there's yeah, no yeah, way yeah. He, he's told us that wrong. And then I went on the website and I was like, oh, the, the, the price, the price for their normal stuff is is bang on. And they had yeah, these yeah. 500 GSM uh, blank hoodies, hoodies. And wow. they, were, they were like a, they were like a, um, uh, like a Terry fabric. Yeah, the te- they? They yeah, fleece. The Terry woven. It was really, really nice. And yeah. um, and I was really, really keen for them. So I've emailed them every week, every month. Yeah. Find out where then. they are. And they've never replied. <laughs> Not once. Wow, okay. <laughs> well, I emailed them once, like, must have been a couple of months after Printware. And I was just like, you know, because I opened up an account with them. I never ordered anything from them because I was like, what I want is the heavyweight T-shirts and the heavyweight hoodies. That's, yeah. you know. And I emailed them and I was like, look, when are these going to be online? Because you guys told us like, oh, they'll be online in a couple of weeks, like from yeah. Printware last year. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like two months yeah. have gone by now. There's no sign of them or anything. I think yeah. they've just given up on them. Yeah, they well, that, that, that is, that's what I'm looking forward to is going up and seeing they're if they're there. This year. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go up yeah. and be like, where the fuck are my heavyweight jumpers, right? I wanted yeah. them. I'm going to be really menacing about it. I'm not, I'm not a menacing person, but I'm looking forward to that. And the really, I'm looking forward to seeing. Hopefully, the what's the lady from B and C Collections, Darcy? Oh, she fucking pesters me all the bloody time. Um, she's <laughs> she, she's European and very very sexy. She's Italian. Yeah, European. Italians oh, are European. Right. Yeah, you're Italian. So well, I know. I just say she's of my kind. All right, she's yeah, she's <laughs> one of mine. Yeah, she's a she's what's a her name. Um... I know something. Even her name was oh, like. I can't remember what her name is. Like, you're you're uh, looking forward to seeing Lisa from Baradam. Um, I and Lisa. She, Lisa had the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen on any human. <laughs> they didn't look. Real. She looked. Lovely. She looked like a. Um, she looked like a robot, but in a nice way. You know, you get these like. You only get these like robots. You know what I mean? Like on on or people that are in films that are Dead trying to look like the they're, eyes. No, they're trying okay. to look like they're trying to look like they're human, but they're not. And the but way they not. always do that is they make the eyes look really sparkly. Yeah, she looked like that. That was that was a compliment. It just didn't sound like one. <laughs> she looked like the little boy from AI. Yeah. Um, and da- Darcy, what about you? What are you looking forward to? Uh, getting pissed with you, lot. I knew, I knew you were <laughs> drinking. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you, can't you know, say you know me. why? Because Pav is driving me back the next day. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Is there no, I'm just looking forward, forward to hanging to out with everybody. Yeah, but what aside from that though? That was that was Jack's question. Aside from that, yeah. uh, aside yeah. from that, I'm I'm looking forward to not seeing so much DTF stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, there, was, there was a lot of that. There, there was a, yeah. there was an overwhelming amount of DTF stuff can, last year, and it yeah. was like it was quite. It was a bit of a letdown, really. Yeah. Because like we expected show. to see more of everything within the industry yeah like it's the first time i've been for, for, for a few years and it was just like literally everywhere you turned was like yeah. DTF or dtg was, and it was like even yeah, i was gonna like say the, yeah yeah like, i was gonna say I had, a, like, had a massive stall there and we expected to them to have like all the the mhm stuff and the vastic stuff like, from the screen yeah, yeah. So, even if it was yeah. just in a fucking little corner but they didn't it was literally no, they were yeah. They were so the it was the MHM stall, but they weren't branded as MHM. They were branded as Brother, and they were just selling right, DTV okay. machines. And it was just yeah. like, oh, well. Yeah, we actually yeah. we struggled to find them, didn't we? <laughs> we're walking around. Yeah. Going, Fuck are they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think um, for me, it's mainly looking at 
some of the heat presses just to get mm. annoyed that I don't have one if it's like a fancy one. Um, <laughs> and, and I think, like you said, meeting some of the reps, I think sort of seeing some yeah. of the reps, but also well, the I, guys, I'm actually the guys that um, target transfers would be would be good to have a chat with. We had quite a long chat with them. Yeah, so I. I kind of have a predicament where they do my neck and sleeve labels because they do the kind of the, the single color, um, like screen printed transfers, but they obviously have like ultra color, which is obviously a direct competition with super color, oh. but I've gone so deep with super color since yeah. starting, you know, with that's like, fine though. That's the thing. So like, stuff, I, I yeah. never use super color for like my, my neck labels and stuff like that, because it's like, yeah. I think target do it. They do like the screen printed ones and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're just cheaper. But it's, yeah. what I more meant was they've obviously got all, all the machines and everything. And yeah. That's what I'm keen to see. Display last year. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. We, we had a, we had quite a long chat with the, the bloke who runs or owns it, didn't we? Mm, yeah. Um, really long chat with him. Is. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's that that and um I think like you said just going seeing and feeling some of the garments because I don't use AS color hoodies. Um and I know that if I go and check them out, I'll probably be thinking I want to nice. use AS color hoodies. <laughs> they're but, nice. Yeah. They are nice. Yeah. Um Stanley Stella stuff and everything as well. But Stanley yeah, Stella yeah, yeah, hoodies I, are my favourite. Uh, yeah, see, I, yeah, I use another. I use another no. one that you don't like. So, yeah, I use another hoodie that you don't <laughs> like. So you probably already it, can tell. But um, is it all days. All we do is yeah, mm. because I I kind of like the, them. I like the drop shoulder on them. That kind of the college hoodie. Yeah. It's the, the kind of oh, the J H double O one. Yeah, I, I like the fucking fit. nerds, aren't we? <laughs> Like the hoods being small and things, but I think when you're putting designs on, yeah. it actually allows for the design to still be seen because the hood is yeah. like no, draping I, I down get the that. Back, I so. get that. It's just I I like doing. If you're putting them up, yeah, that that's where the issue lot. lies. Yeah, um, you shouldn't have such a big I, fucking I, round I, head. That's the problem, Darcy. Uh, oh, sorry. Start no, calling, I know, you, I down, start calling you size the size of my yeah. fucking head. Start calling you Spalding, yeah, <laughs> like I basketball guess. head. <laughs> They're not the biggest of hoods. That is the downside. And if the the zip up hoodie that they do, the hood is a regular size hood. But yeah. these particular style, they are quite small. But I kind of like mm. it for printing because it means it's not yeah, hiding the design. Yeah, enough, um, and I do like the fit of them. And I feel like the cheaper side of the AS color one that they do, it's the the mm. raglan sleeves rather not than like a drop shoulder hoods and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd like to go and see them to see how they actually fit, but I don't think you're going to get that kind of look where it's over the shoulder because it goes all mm. the way to the top. So yeah, it was more yeah. that kind of decision, but I'm sure that the other ones are probably going to be really nice and convincing. Looking at to mine in the in the them. in the video, this is a um, cruiser, and they sit quite low. Yeah, yeah, mine's the same. It's kind of like yeah. down to here on the with the sleeve, and I like I kind of like the way they they have that look. Um, the, the, yeah. cotton, the cotton ridge hoodies are nice, like. Comfort, comfort wise, they're horrible to print on. Is, tell you what is nice actually that I'd never printed on before is a uh, Russell Athletic. Mm. I quite like them. Yeah, I, I only printed on the zip hoods, and I yeah. was really, really impressed by them. Yeah, I can't remember what the fucking model number was or anything, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit different for nice. me as well because you guys are obviously like you're squeezing this sort of like the ink and things. Where with Miami mm. in the press, it's quite a different. Print yeah. Method yeah. Yeah. so I don't have the same sort of like 
print restrictions according to like the fabric and how it dictates what you're printing with mm. with using like the DTF stuff. So yeah, I've kind of found these to be, you know, in terms of like the fit, it's more about the fit and, and color choices because there's just so many. Plus, yeah, they're never they're never out of stock. Like mm. you go yeah. on to wholesalers for these just hoods and it's like we've got five thousand in if not yeah. more. <laughs> and in fact, I'm oh, sorry. Can no. you imagine storing five thousand hoodies? Penkery for these for these hoodies have twelve thousand in stock. Where where are they storing them? On the that, moon. And that's and mate, that's in that's in large. Twelve thousand <laughs> in large, that's let alone crazy, medium small and everything else. They've got loads of the stuff. So like I, I tell I'll tell you why that is well. is because a lot of print shops won't touch so a lot of like big print shops use Gildan for their tees, right? Because yeah, they're yeah, cheap yeah. chips and that. But yeah. a lot of print shops also won't touch Gildan hoodies because of the polyester camp and they yeah. shrink. Yeah. Um, so the next kind of best thing to that is all is, yeah. and when you look at like levers hoodies and shit like like there's there's a company just up the road from us who own four separate companies under their umbrella that literally right. just print levers hoodies. They've right. got two AM, two MHM presses, and all they print all day is levers hoodies. Yeah. And yeah. like they pretty much exclusively stock all these, and it's just like yeah. they must go through hundreds of thousands of hoodies yeah. every Absolutely. year. Absolutely, yeah, it's yeah, just mad, isn't it? It is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I am, I am tempted to see what the the AS Color ones are like. Um, they're really, they're because, really nice <laughs> because it's not that I don't like these. I just feel like if there's something that is a hundred percent cotton rather than twenty, sort of like eighty twenty. Um, mm. And the color, especially if it's it, if it's as close as it is to the black t-shirts as well, hmm. that consistency you, is just like. Have you checked yeah. out the um, uh, I can't remember if it's Continental or Earth Positive. I, I know they're the same company, but they're yeah, they're yeah, 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 separate brands, don't they? But they have just released a. I, I think it's Earth Positive. They've just released like a heavyweight hoodie that's like three hundred and forty okay. GSM. Yeah, um, and they're a hundred percent cotton. Yeah, yeah. Organic cotton. They're really nice, and they're so well fucking priced. Like right, so these okay. um, cruisers, which is my favorite hoodie from Stanley Stella, we get yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, like fucking like seventeen or eighteen quid or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is still pretty good for the fucking quality of them. But these yeah. like heavyweight ones from Continental, um, yeah, are like I think we get them for like thirteen or fourteen quid. Right. Okay. Like, yeah, okay. that's pretty good. Maybe I need to yeah. switch over to that. <laughs> yeah, I've been using I... these for so long now. I'm so used to the cut of it and everything. Yeah. Like, everything I print for Downcast or print as like shop shirts and stuff like that. I always go with what I'm used to. Go with those. Like, yeah. Just what I wear, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, check that's... them out. They're really nice. I'll things. have to have a nosy. Yeah, I'm going to. Um, I'll have to put it up on on here while I'm sat at the screen just so I don't forget it. But yeah, that's that's again the other bonus about the just hoods one is price wise are not yeah. particularly expensive really. Um yeah. but like you said that can sometimes be a reflection in in how well they hold up over longer periods of time, I guess. Um the bonus with hoodies is as it is a slight outerwear thing. I can't imagine people are washing it as much as they are a t shirt. No, but at the same time at the same time I would still like to have maybe check them out and see what what they're like um to see what the yeah what the other options are. But yeah, I don't think there's much difference between the weight as well. So like the AS Color one, um, like you said, they've got one here. That's the raglan sleeve, which I don't like. Um, 
the other one, I think it is still the same, the same weight as the one I've got now. So it's like, well, it's not really a massive, a massive difference when the weight's the same, but you're paying more for yeah. it. How much um, energy do you really want to put into something if it's already working the way you're doing it? That's the other issue. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the stencil hoodie, that's the style, the style that I like. Um, mm. And I think, oh no, that right. one is slightly heavier. Sorry, that's the one that goes up. Um, that one's 350. But I'm on the stock cut now. And, you know, you've got some of them which are like under 200 and things. And it's mm. a bit like, ah. That, that's the thing with the is they import it all from, uh, is it Australia or New Zealand? New Zealand, I think. Can't they? That's where it's, yeah, yeah. Originally New so Zealand. So they import it yeah. all from there. So it's like, if it's out of stock, it's out of stock for like well over a month. It's yeah, like, man. A long yeah, time. Can't really be doing with that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to? I know you've already been through this already, but do you want to do a few quick randoms? Let's do it. Let's do it. Go on then. Go on then. Oh, you caught me off guard. I haven't got any of the fucking randoms here, mate. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, we've <laughs> got to do it. It's it's the brand social podcast, Pat. I'll I know. Do the first one, then. Yeah. The brandom social podcast. There we go. <laughs> Very brandom. Yeah. The you brandom. you can go first this time. Hit me up. Um, are you a fan of Crocs? Um, they have a place, and that place is rather a the bin. Uh, <laughs> uh, B like garden shoes. They're like an alternative to garden clogs. They're, they're so, my studio shoe of choice. Yeah, they're my. If I'm going to run in, I have a pair of not official Crocs, but like some cheap alternatives I picked up. Um, Crocs. So if I'm yeah, mock Crocs. <laughs> Chinese, like, they might explode when you put them on if you're not careful. And <laughs> they just live by the back door. And if I'm putting the rubbish out, I need to sort something in the garden, like fill up my bird feeders because I'm an old man. Um, then <laughs> the Crocs have a place for things like that. Are they made for walking around? I wouldn't say so. Like, no, I wouldn't wear them out in public. I get, like, I get not... ridiculed when I work at the other shop I, I work at and I wear my Crocs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just so like, I think I'm, yeah. At least I'm comfortable. Well, there's that, there's that. But uh, yeah, I, I just kind of yeah, I don't know. Um, no, <laughs> no is the answer overall. But yeah, for small little things, fair enough. Cool. Um, Margot now. Hit me. Uh oh, what skill would you like to master? Uh, do you know what? I wish I learned languages. Um, I wish I, yeah, whenever I watch, um, oh, is it Limitless, the film? And mm, he's yeah, like, yeah. takes that little pill and he's like, just spouting out languages at the end of the film. I'm always jealous when I hear people just speaking other languages so easily. But I just, I was crap at languages at school. Only when I got to college and university, where I was told I was dyslexic, so there's no wonder I struggled <laughs> with another language when I couldn't quite master my own. Um, so yeah, I think that. But I would have loved to have loved to have learned a language, and, and maybe now that I'm a bit older and seem to have a bit more control over like what I put my time into, because um, I tend to find if I do something that I enjoy and I'm passionate about, I can really sort of go hard at it. So maybe if I sort of take that approach now and actually say, well, you know what? I should probably try and do that now because I'd actually probably... The more, more, the more languages you learn as well, the easier it gets. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I've got, I've got a friend who's... Oh, I know he, too, but I don't want to learn anymore. He's, 
his dad's Italian, his mum's from Miranda, uh, his wife is Polish and he lives in the UK. So he wow. speaks Swahili, Italian, Polish and English. And oh, yeah. um, I was on holiday with him and he just started talking to these people and I didn't even know what language it was. And I was yeah. like, Ches, what language was that? And he was like, it was well, just, he was like, he was, I was just speaking English. I was like, no, no, you were speaking some weird language. And I had to run up and ask them where they were from. Yeah. And they, they were from is it Luxembourg. They got a weird, like, yeah, French yeah, yeah. So let me get this right. So you just started chasing up the street after some foreigners yeah, asking yeah. where they're from. Yeah. And yeah. he didn't even, he didn't even know he could talk. He could just understand what they were saying. Yeah. He's, he's, basically, he's basically a walking Google Translate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But yeah, yeah but I, if you, once you learn five, well, you know what's six? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what is your favourite hob on the cooker? Oh, that is a, <sighs> a middle aged question. If ever I heard one, that right on mine, it's just the biggest one. Like, biggest. That's yeah, a, my biggest one's back left, and that's my favourite one. Yeah, just mine's back right. Just go for the the biggest one every time. My ideal hob would just be four giant ones all in a line yeah. at the back yeah. with nothing in front. <laughs> yeah. Because I always want to use the back ones because I'm so clumsy yeah, like yeah, knocking yeah. into shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's yeah. a million dollar idea this. I feel like I'm missing out here. I've got one big one at the front and one at the back and they're diagonal to each other. But well, the one got, at the back... I've got like a tiny, tiny one front left, front right. Big, biggest one front left and then two the same at the back. Oh, mate. Yeah, you need to have a word. That ain't right. Yeah. You've got you've got undilated cooker hobs there. You should, <laughs> you should get that. You should get that seen to. <laughs> the most annoying yeah. thing is they're not in size order either. Oh, it's fucking random. Oh, well, this is the randoms, so it doesn't make sense. Exactly. <laughs> um, have you got any cool releases you're working on at the moment? I've got lots of stuff I haven't released yet that I posted about on instagram i have a habit of like testing some of them by like posting 10 at once and being like hey what's your favorite and then getting gauging some interest around those um i'm quite keen to start focusing more on some long sleeves because i have one long sleeve at the moment um which is the welcome to hell sort of sleeve print just just down one sleeve with a with pocket logo and no sooner i put them out they just disappear like mm. I don't even actively notice it, but then suddenly they're probably getting stole. Um, but I don't. I never seem to <laughs> five finger discount on them. Yeah, like I print them and then I'll take a couple of days out of the shop and I'll come back and I'm like, oh, they've gone again. And I'm like, I'm, I'm constantly noticing that long sleeves seem to be quite popular at the moment. Um, so I'd like to do some more of those. Get rid of the colours. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, I'm constantly writing down like new ideas. I just keep a, a note uh, in my phone with different t-shirt titles and I'm just kind of just constantly scribbling them down. So I've been working on a couple where I've got like um, one that says work in progress, but instead of work, it says wreck in progress. So like it scribbles out the word work, so nice. wreck in progress. Um, and there's a series of these. So it's going to be another one that says every day I'm shuffling, but it will just say every day I'm shuff uh, suffering. So I'm going to scribble out the shuffling and swap it for nice. suffering. Um, and another one that says another day, another dollar, but instead of dollar, it will say another another day, another demon. <laughs> so I'm kind of nice. doing a few of those, like playing on like popular slogans, but then tweaking them to have this like depressing tone that I tend to go for. <laughs> but, with, 
with the bright colorful designs that kind of sweeten it up so it's kind of like this pop punk bright colorful design but then this emo tone with the messages which i found a lot of the time is what works well well with the brand so yeah more nice. of that nice looking forward to seeing them yeah sweet um uh what is the weirdest food combo you enjoy Ooh. Ooh. oh man that's a tough one that is a really tough one because i am a shit eater i'm not gonna lie like you eat shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the weirdest one there we go that's the, that's the answer there's the answer i eat shit no i mean i'm a picky eater so i don't tend to like and i eat like different cuisines and things but i don't like much i don't like the taste of veg stuff and i hate the textures of fruit despite loving the flavors so i'm kind of um a bit you of a sound like my wife mate my plate is as beige as it gets when you look at it like you look at the food and you go wow that is a bland color palette so colorful I'm, I'm a... colorful t-shirts beige dinners <laughs> that's, 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 <laughs> that's my new, new slogan for me um yeah so that's a, that's a tricky one because i'm not like combos of stuff i don't really overly do so i think it's a tricky one but i do like it's a really boring answer this to be honest i guess but i do like when you mix like hot and cold i like give something a bit of crunch in the meal like it can't just be a boring one texture it needs something to add in there to add a bit of crunch to it i like mixing that kind of like hot and cold but like in terms of because i'm such a picky eater i couldn't even tell you anything adventurous because i'm fucking not <laughs> sort of thing like mixed it mixing textures like and put some choker pops in your soup or something yeah well i haven't tried that but obviously when you get soup when you put the actual the little bready things in croutons. that's what it needs croutons that's what we need <laughs> so yeah i'm all i'm all for that i'm all for like a friend of mine describes things as um having good mouthfeel so he, he'll say oh i've heard that before mouth. it's it's a, it's a disgusting turn of phrase isn't yeah it? yeah <laughs> but that's when you that's when you kind of do that thing of like hot and cold together uh soup with croutons to get that crunch but you also get the soup it has good mouthfeel so yeah nice. there we go <laughs> um how many axolotls do you think it would take to overpower Darcy? Well, first of all, you need to tell me what the hell that is. <laughs> yeah, Hold, on. Me too. Hold on, let me, let, let, let me. Um, what is it? Uh, what? Axolotl, hold on, you'll know. What the fuck is that? Have you the just little... made up an animal? No, the little, um, this dude. <laughs> hold on. It's an amphibian. Oh, oh, what the, oh, oh the... right, okay. Yeah, spunk lizard. Okay. I did a not spunk know lizard. <laughs> like a Pokemon. Yeah. How many? I mean, I think if it's smart, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go with one because depending on depending on Darcy's trousers of choice, if it wriggles up the trouser and finds its way into a certain place. I'm Let's be honest. Jeans, <laughs> okay, if you're in skinny jeans, it's going to be a bit more of a challenge because it's not going to be able to get to the rectum in skinny jeans. <laughs> but if you had baggy trousers on and that little guy crawls up your leg and goes there, 
let's be honest, you're getting taken down. Yeah, no, that's game over. That's game over. So it only takes one. He just needs to know where to go. <laughs> Fair enough. That's so. That. I'm I'm, I'm going to go with one, but he's really smart and knows how to get to you. <laughs> Fair enough. So we go with that one. Nice. You there, Fab? He's coming back. I've got a small. I've got a small emergency. Bear with me a second. <laughs> Um, oh, it's not. It's nothing. Nothing major. Um, <laughs> is it? Is it a spider? No. See, Pav's belly button there. He needs an air scholar too. I know. <laughs> this is almost. It's the, not. Um... It's not that much of an emergency. Um, she's she's doing her nails and she's lost the thing that makes her nails go hard. Is it in there? No. <laughs> <laughs> It's a domestic emergency. Hi, Joanna. They say hi. She's waving. <laughs> She's trying using one finger to wave. Weird. <laughs> oh, no, now it's two. <laughs> Any joy? I'll come and help you in a minute. Go and sit down and just hold your hands up. Are they again? No, hold your hand, not one finger. <laughs> These axolotls, bless them. <laughs> well, yeah. um, hopefully, hopefully, my little smart lizard will climb up her trousers later. They've <laughs> <laughs> got legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just the one. <laughs> I, was like watching, I was like watching the Green Mile. <laughs> Like watching a vibrating potato. <laughs> oh, hilarious! Have you oh. got any more randoms? Are you random? Uh, just uh, final uh, few questions, mate. Go on, go on, hit me. Oh, have I got to go? Have I, Darcy, yeah. mate? This is a bit impromptu of you. You're making me read shit now. Hold on. <laughs> Miss um, out the first one because we've already asked you. Uh, and, and, can you think of any brands you'd like to hear on the pod? Maybe you haven't heard of before. Oh, I mean, I always like the idea of getting on the ones that have been around for some time and, and potentially scale to big numbers. So obviously, like the he always tapping his nose. The big one, like the obvious ones, being things like um like Bad Monday and things like that. Some mark from Bad Monday and listening to his story. I know you can find part of it online, but just to get a sense of the growth that they went through and things like that would be cool. Um, and there's probably a, tons of other ones from like the states and things that have done stuff similar um but yeah i think sometimes the ones that have been around for you know five six seven years and, and have a number of people on the team now and have gone from bedroom to big warehouse spaces and just how they operate on a day-to-day -day basis and things would be cool to to hear don't want to say too much but we might have one of those yeah <laughs> But yeah, yeah, something like that would be cool. I think, um, especially for like the smaller brands like myself and, and plenty of others, I'm, I'm sure we'd love just to hear mm. them type of stories um, because it's something that maybe everyone, maybe not everyone aspires to do, but you know, it's something that I'm sure we've all thought about. Like, oh, how cool would it be to, you know, do it like going full time with something or whatever it may be? It's some little steps that take you on that journey, but yeah, it'd be cool to hear where they how they got there. Well, listeners, stay tuned because that that may be happening, mightn't it, Darcy? Hopefully. 
Pitchwood. Story after. Um, <laughs> where can people find you, mate? Ah, uh, my usual home is Instagram. That's probably where I'm most active. Um, so just Modern Streets Apparel on Instagram. The website is just modernstreets.co.uk. I hope all the way through this video, my S's haven't sounded too bad. I just started doing the Invisalign things today and it got fitted today and my mouth is in agony from these stupid things that I put in. Um, and I've noticed it's given me a little bit of a lisp at times. <laughs> so no, you sound fine. Yeah. You sound yeah, fine. Cool. I didn't even notice. Today's sponsor is Invisalign. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We haven't done one of those this week. No, I was like, that's what I was like. No, no we haven't done one. Oh. Today's sponsor is Invisalign. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> agony, agony of your teeth for several, <laughs> several months, if you wish to it's, do it. It's hilarious. Want to hurt like, in your mouth? Give they, Invisalign uh, a go. <laughs> their biggest selling point is that you can't see them. And how the fuck do you sell something you can't see? Yeah. Uh, you, it, it, you, well, you can feel it, don't worry. <laughs> I haven't said anybody selling dignity anyway. No, so, so I haven't got any of that. Dignitas. That's why I'm, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm just drinking water all the way through this show and nothing. I, th I thought it was vodka. No, because oh. anytime you have anything other than water, you've got to ideally take them out and then brush your teeth and put them back on. Oh, so it's so, a great diet as well. Mate, by, the, by the time I get to this printwork show, you'll not even see me. <laughs> I'll turn sideways. Where's he going? Like, we like flat Stanley. Yeah, that'll be me. Jack. Just mm. walking around with like a tank of water, and that's kind of it. Um, you won't, you won't be there anymore. You'll be postmodern no. streets. Oh, there we go. How's that for a joke? <laughs> oh. I'm pleased with that. I thought weird him avoided a whole episode without a terrible dad joke. Mate, that was a fucking brilliant joke. That's one of the best jokes I've ever done. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, thank you. Um, we had a relatively serious conversation this evening. It's been quite, it's, yeah, it's been quite. Yeah. I'm quite a very serious person. I'm quite. a very serious person. Debatable, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Take it away, Pav. Uh, what is the meaning of life? Oh, man. I, I know this one comes up at all the shows, and I guess a lot of people answer the same thing, but I think it is just getting up and doing what you want to do every day, really. Um, and whether that's maybe you don't enjoy your job massively, but it gives you the lifestyle that you enjoy because there's going to be an element of compromise somewhere. Um, maybe your job allows you to have certain work hours that means you get to spend time with friends family kids and things like that and that's ultimately what you want then yeah i think it's fine just making sure that the scales are tipped more in favor of i am happy and this is needs and needs must but as long as the scales aren't tipping the other way then ultimately you know life is sadly funded by money and work and everything else but as long as you're getting that balance right and you ultimately get up in the morning and go you know what i want to keep cracking on then yeah then that's it for me because i know life isn't it's not always easy we know that it's not always easy i've gone through a lot of personal stuff myself over the past few months and things um and the shop has been somewhat of a therapy but yeah i think as long as that scale tips in the side of we get up in the morning and we keep going then 
yeah, that's it for me. Wicked. Happy days. Wicked, mate. Um, Sweet. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming on for a catch up, mate. And just, just so you know, I'm not Reuben. After all, no, that. no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Reuben's put on some weight and gotten a bit yeah. old. Yeah. <laughs> I've been listening. I even messaged you to say you've been a great addition to the show. I did. You so. did. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, Darcy never says anything nice about me. I do appreciate that. You're the only yeah, person that's messaged me. No one else says. It's I took the time out to, to message you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I took the time out to message and say. No, I do. Yeah. I did really appreciate it. It meant a lot. It meant a lot. I no. did. Yeah, it was, it was very kind I'll, of you. I'll be meeting yeah. you guys in, in the flesh. Um, yes. In, yeah. In week, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. A week on Sunday. Yes. It is. Yeah. It is. Sweet. Yeah. Happy days. Right. We'll catch yeah. up then. Looking mate. forward to it. Have a good one. And we'll catch up soon. Yeah. Cheers, gents. Thanks, Jack. Yeah, All bye. the best. Have a good See one, you mate. shortly. Yeah, catch you a bit. Bye. 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 Bye.